0: Hello and welcome to the podcast at Dawn's House because what the world needs most right now is a podcast about the Babysitter's Club. I'm Esther. I'm Karen. And I'm Eva. And today we are talking about Babysitter's Club book number 28, Welcome Back Stacy. Did either of you guys read this when you were kids?
1: Nope. So I didn't think so and the vast majority of it was not familiar um, but every now and again I'd come across like a bit that would just be a tiny bit familiar so I think maybe I read it like once and forgot most of it
0: I think that's my experience as well
1: I didn't enjoy it if that helps (laughs) (laughs) I think like that would have been the reason why I only read it the one time (laughs) if I did
0: yeah this is this is definitely like a grim issue book um there's very little in the way of like babysitting shenanigans it's yeah and it's
1: not like Guys, Stacy, I think, is actually my least favourite character. Um, I know that, like, I complain about Christy all the time. But, <laughs> but there's Stacey's, a
0: lovableness to Christy.
1: Yeah. Stacy's inner monologue is, like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> sophisticated.
1: It's always the, the least relatable of all of them. <laughs> like, even though I know she has good reasons in this one for, you know, she's going through a lot. Um, But she's also real, like badly behaved in just places.
2: She's pretty obnoxious like at the best of times Mm -hmm. and she's very obnoxious in this book which I mean it's understandable why she's more obnoxious than usual Mm -hmm. but she's starting from a baseline of pretty obnoxious so (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah
1: and like there are lots of bits where I'm like yeah no that's completely fair yep I would feel that way in this circumstance oh my god are you gonna do that Stacey? like come on <laughs> yeah
0: i uh, yeah i wasn't bothered by her bad behavior but i was bothered by her like multiple times sitting down and thinking about how sophisticated she and claudia and lane are like, yes <laughs> that was just annoying
1: ranking everybody yes um
0: um who wants to do a one sentence summary of the book eva's turn stacy's parents
2: are splitting up she needs to decide whether she's gonna live with her mom and stony brook or her Dad in New York and she chooses her mom in Stony Brook.
0: Yep. Yes. The title is a bit of
2: a spoiler. <laughs> I definitely found that because I found myself getting caught up in what is she going to do and then remembering, oh wait, no, I know what she does.
0: <laughs> yeah, Seriously it's such a spoiler it actually really bugged me it's like that the whole plot of the novel is stacy's trying to decide and her indecision and the suspense and will she won't she and oh yeah the name of the book is welcome back stacy so like you couldn't have called it stacy's big decision yeah you could have called it stacy's big decision i actually
1: was just thinking there what about stacy's choice
0: there is a stacy's choice later on oh really yes Okay,
1: well, maybe this was like, she she woke up in the middle of the night, like six months after this had been released. And she's like, I should have called it Stacey's Choice. And then she <laughs> planned another book for further down yeah. the line.
2: I think Stacey's Choice would have been a better title. But the reason I was saying Stacey's big decision is because the uh, readers of this book are more likely to get a shout out to the first babysitter's called book than Sophie's
1: Choice.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's point.
1: That is true.
2: The intended audience, that is, not us. <laughs> yes, I think
1: I might have heard about Sophie's Choice. I feel like it's referenced at some point in the Babysitters Club. They definitely <laughs> reference Rosemary's Baby, which, like, when I read yeah. many years later, was like, "Whoa, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that, is, that is not a Newbery Award winner." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, Mary Ann's not allowed to watch it, but she knows it was made in the Dakota building.
2: <laughs> I don't remember seeing a Sophie's Choice reference in the Babysitter's Club book, but I definitely knew about Sophie's Choice by the time I read them. And that was because I read a lot of my grandparents' old Reader's Digest books.
1: <laughs>
3: oh,
2: I read a ton of Reader's Digest
1: as a kid as well. Like... <laughs>
2: One of the Readers Digest had an article about the filming of Sophie's Choice. It was all about how Meryl Streep was a method actress and is great.
1: We always used to have Readers Digest around as well. And um, years later, I mentioned to my folks, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we just we bought those because you like reading them." And I was like, "Really? I thought you read them." Like, no, they're like, they're all like, how to tell if your baby is a communist. I was like, I guess now that you mentioned it, they're probably a bit of a conservative worldview.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I remember reading it in like a holiday apartment in mm. Tennessee. And all I remember (laughs) from it was a really lurid article about a girl that fell through a plate glass door and her like grueling recovery and an article about Chairman Mao and his sex life and personal hygiene (laughs) that said that apparently he didn't believe in toothbrushes because they were like a modern Western affectation and he just rinsed his mouth out with tea twice a day and consequently his teeth were like just mush. And that has always stayed with me. (laughs) Okay,
2: and that's why Esther has such good dental hygiene.
0: (laughs) I, I have absolutely no idea whether any of that was true or this was just like Western propaganda to put you off Chinese communism. Which I feel like is quite possible. (laughs) I never remember anything like that. And I used to read mine at my
2: grandparents' house. um,
1: I definitely read a few, like, tragic, horrifying child illness articles (laughs) um, that were, like, real, like, oh, my God, I'm coughing. I'm going to die. Ah, (laughs) Where
0: were we? Sorry. Uh, We we were nowhere. (laughs) We literally did our one-sentence summary, uh, like... Ragged on the title and then got distracted uh, yeah. about Sophie's choice. Let's talk about the cover art.
1: Uh, I'm sorry. I actually have to do something about the crime that the cat has committed in the litter trade, like two feet away from me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, okay me. I'm fun. sorry about this. Thank okay. you. So we'll do
2: cover art when you get back from that. <laughs> Some things are important. Yes. I'm looking for the messages for the cover art. Yes, here we are. Real inoffensive.
0: Yeah. Like there's, there's not much to hate on. In the UK cover, again, it's disappointing. It's like a teenage girl getting out of a car.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: She's also not dressed in a very sophisticated New York way, I have to say. And I don't think her hair has been permed.
0: No. So there is that. But she looks like a competent rendering of a human adolescent. So I guess we grudgingly have to give them that. Uh, The American cover, I thought they had like... It took me a minute to figure out who everyone was. It's like Stacy getting out of a car and the babysitter's clip greeting her. And there's a really tiny person that I thought was Christy because everyone always goes on about how small Christy was. And then I realized that's probably Charlotte Johansson. That's
2: Charlotte because Christy is the one wearing
0: the turtleneck with yes. the sweater over it. That had to be Christy. So Dawn has just been like booted from this. <laughs> she she did not make the cut for this. Yeah. There's just no Dawn. And that's
1: a shame because she's she's got quite a good advisory role in this one.
0: Yes. Yeah
1: um yeah the the tagline she's home for good is definitely re- like reducing the suspense even further great <laughs> <know>.
2: from- right. <laughs> right. we don't we don't need to wonder about what happens yeah i love claudia's furry leg warmers yeah those they look, are
0: very good those are fun
1: yeah
2: <laughs> maybe they're not meant to be furry but they look like they're furry they do
0: look furry they look very floofy
1: yeah Ma- dawn is off screen
0: yeah presumably giving someone life advice holding the banner <laughs> Tell- <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> Maybe the artist was like, I don't know what California casual looks like. So <laughs> That's it.
0: I'm not ready for that fashion challenge.
2: <laughs> I've drawn too many jeans and sweatshirt combos in this cover already. I'm done.
0: Yes. <laughs> so we start off with Stacy in New York babysitting. Um she has two adorable New York babysitting charges called Henry and Grace. Um they do not commit any of the crimes of the babysitting charges from what if illegal daycare but in new york uh they are not bold they're not rude they do not have wheat allergies uh they are charming uh
1: they do actually feature in that previous the previous
0: one they do yes they were the well-behaved kids whose parents were artists
1: yes um they they settled themselves in at a table in front of the tv with a stack of drawing paper and their new pastels one thing I love about the Walker kids, they almost never just park themselves in front of the TV and stare at it. Ooh. When they turn it on, they work at a project at the same time. Yes, TV is still bad, but there are ways to, like...
0: Ameliorate.
1: Enjoy TV. Yes, to ameliorate the bad
0: That's how so you can tell they're good kids. Also,
2: why is it good to not pay attention to what you're watching? Like, why is this better? How?
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, in, in our house, we would have gotten in trouble for that for, like trying to multitask and you know not properly watching tv or doing our (laughs) art yeah like especially because it it would be like because it's
2: a cartoon show that they were specifically put on for them like Mm -hmm. if i had been like i want to watch the simpsons and then i was coloring in during the simpsons my dad would have been like i could be watching sports right now they're (laughs) not even looking at it and would change the channel exactly yeah
0: Yeah. Anyway, in Anna Martin world, this is the sign of a good kid: is that TV alone is not it's enough. It's virtuous. Them. Um, then we have some excruciating, tone deaf stuff from Stacey about how she oh, doesn't yeah. see race.
1: Yeah, she doesn't. She, she doesn't see race. It, yeah. uh, I was just yeah. like, oh my god. She doesn't
0: think of them as black, just as people. Hmm. Thanks, Stacey. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My I notes didn't... just say hashtag age like milk.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And not cheese. <laughs> no.
0: No, not in a good way. <laughs> not the fancy like, store-bought aged milk. No. Nope. I mean it's
2: it's it sure is nice that you like don't hate them, I guess, Stacy, but I wouldn't be congratulating myself quite so hard though. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you
1: don't need to tell us that. You really it's, it's really
2: okay. don't you need to tell just us that. Use the word black to describe them if you wanted to.
0: And I mean, yeah, the less said about that the better. Honestly, it's just it's a bad section. It is. Mm. Yeah. So then Stacy is talking about how her parents have been fighting a lot lately. Uh, just like when she and Lane were in fifth grade and they used to have like fallings out all the time. Um, and then she says that sometimes it felt like the fights had been worth it because making up was so nice. Considering how much my parents have been fighting and arguing, I certainly hope that they felt the same way about making up. Which is unintentionally hilarious if you're an adult and have heard of the concept of makeup sex that is exactly what i thought Mm. when reading it yes
2: yes Mm -hmm. like in fact what i wrote in my note was i know this isn't about makeup sex but at
0: the same time it really sounds like it is like yeah 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 um but uh yeah, to be honest, like this is the one bright spot in like a lot of very sad stuff about Stacey's parents fighting a lot, which is really depressing. Um, yeah. So let's just try and gloss over how depressing that is as much as possible because it, mm-hmm. it's yeah. a real bummer. It's um, going to be a
1: short episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to talk about push down socks a lot.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, let's <laughs> sure. do
2: that. There's a lot of push down socks to discuss. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Actually, a random thing. Mm hmm pastels mm-hmm. like do we mean artists pastels do
0: yes children have yeah. actual yeah pastel? so I took their parents are artists
1: yeah that's what I took from that is that they there get three like,
0: and five give them crayons
1: grown-up art supplies
0: <laughs> well there's like there's grades of pastels um so there are like school grade pastels you can get okay so I'm assuming it's that and not like
1: I, I think they're probably using art supplies that are I mean I always remembered like ooh pastels oh I don't know how to use these these are not entry level like they she's she's flexing a little bit these kids are super talented guys
0: well yes these are these are fancy people this family they're fancy yeah. art people yeah um to be honest I'm like 36 and partially an artist and I still have that exact response with pastels every so often I go oh pastels and then you go ah they're all over my hands and I hate this so. <laughs> yeah I think like I mean
2: I associate color, children coloring in with chalk or crayons or like Maybe. markers, yeah. Mm-hmm. And pastels are something that you get that you use, you get you use for the first time in an art class where you're being taught how to use them.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Not when you're three, coloring while watching cartoons. Well,
0: these kids are just that fancy, and they're doing really high end drawings of dinosaurs. And can sorry, I just, dinos. sorry? Can I just say that like? From the time I was the age of the kids in this, I have really hated when people call dinosaurs dinos. And it's like nails on a chalkboard. And also the fact that Henry calls a Brontosaurus a Bronto kind of made me die inside. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. The um, the last few years of hanging out with me and my two boys must have been a bit a bit awkward. No,
0: your two boys like to say that the dinosaur names like, in full. Oh, that's true. They do talk about like pachycephalosauruses and yes. so forth. Uh, they I have also, no problem with that.
1: They use dino occasionally, but yeah. Okay, fair enough. I will I will take this on board. I'll give this feedback to my small children. I <laughs> Make mean, sure they know. For
2: sure, your small children are like very happy to just talk at length. <laughs> Especially the little one to just warble his way through polysyllabic dinosaur
1: names. It's very impressive. Yes, <laughs>
0: I have no issue with that. Th- these kids are just... Uh,
1: Overly advanced, um, unrealistically, they're probably each going to have like a small exhibition in the next year or so. I, I
0: did tag it as they're no
1: Gabby and Maria though.
0: <laughs> they're mm. the New York Gabby and Maria. Their parents are professional artists rather than just high achieving suburban people. It's true. And Henry wants to hang his Dino Fight painting in his dad's show, um, and his <laughs> dad's like, like, "Yeah, we'll see." We'll see. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun though <laughs> it would be it would be pretty just fun. like one
1: little frame of <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> dinosaurs fighting, so Stacy comes home and her parents are yelling at each other, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty shocked at the fact that she spent uh four hundred and ninety dollars and then fifteen hundred and sixty eight dollars on jewelry uh Stacy's mom is um yeah. Going through some stuff, I think, and expressing it through the medium of terrifying jewellery purchases. Terrifying amounts of money. Yeah. Yeah,
1: especially at the time in question, which is like, what,
0: 1990 now? Yeah, so I think it's about double. Like, so that's a bit four thousand dollars on jewelry i can can kind of see stacy's dad's point here yeah.
1: i i like when she says jewelry as well which she says quite a few times um like i'm just picturing like a big clump of ugly costume stuff like if you would said no i bought like a ring or i bought a set of something or other like it, instead of just like i just bought jewelry because i wanted to buy some stuff <laughs> here's the whole like carrier
0: bag full of it but like. well, stacy said specifically that it's not costume jewelry and like oh yeah much of it is from tiffany's so i'm guessing it's like very minimalist and restrained and still terrifyingly expensive
1: well it's minimalist and restrained in the 80s is like big chunky that's true. chunks of things bricks yeah. of silver hanging from your earlobe oh my god that's so awful it like that hasn't even come back in now
0: <laughs> like, this jewellery is worthless.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's so stressful hearing about her, I know. her buying habits. <laughs> oh. Yes,
0: her defence for the record is that she's bored, um, which is not a good enough reason to spend thousands of dollars on jewellery. I'm sorry. The whole, Actually, no, the whole thing like was
2: horrible to read because yeah. she was just sitting there going, that's a problem. That's a real big problem. But also... Stacy's dad's being an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like I really, like I wanted I wanted to be able to be on one of their sides, but I'm real concerned about Stacy's mother's spending issues here and whether she's going to be able to stop. Yeah, yeah. L- less so of the whole like, oh, you're spending my money, you know? Like, like as soon as he said that, I wanted to punch him in the face. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, but, yeah. so. It turns out, um, actually, that's a bit spoilery, but like, yeah, so Stacey overhears this row and uh, she is like, I've never heard them talking to each other like this before. Uh, and what she hears is them arguing specifically over, um, yeah, Stacey's mom spending too much and the dad never being around, which is the thing that she, like the mother puts back at him. She says that he he's just stays at the office all the time and doesn't come home. Um, and then he says, well, you shouldn't be out shopping. You should be staying at home with Stacey, which I'm sorry. Yeah, he's the bigger asshole in this. Kind of thing, but like, so it turns out that this is this is very far down the line for Stacy's parents. Although she she has heard them, although she has heard them arguing previously, this um, it it turns out is like a very late stage argument, and it's not even that these are the key things that no. are wrong because she's like, oh, okay, well, if this is your problem, maybe there's ways for it to work it out, you know? Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh no, honey, we are fundamentally at one point, I think the mother kind of, um, like, uh, awkwardly says, incompatible. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I don't think there's much makeup sex happening in this house, whatever. <laughs> no, he's, I he's don't think so.
0: no, I think that was, well, not wishful thinking on Stacy's part, but... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they've
1: also kept her in the dark about yes. the, the specifics of it. But yeah, this is just a symptom of the larger yes. issue,
0: which we're not actually given the full details on but um i mean i think basically they just don't like each other anymore and they're Mm -hmm. they're both acting out in various ways
3: yeah
2: Um, yeah that's
0: right but stacy stacy is is not in the apartment at this point she's out Mm -hmm. in the in the hallway and she can hear them yelling through the front door her neighbors must be living for the drama. Yep. I'm picturing <laughs> no. all the neighbors are there with like a glass to the wall, <laughs> taking Well, note, yeah.
1: or living for the time that the drama goes away. <laughs> I She's don't like, oh, think I I'm would want to nap. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Stacy uh instead of going home, um she goes out to Lane's house um to uh have some company and get out of the house, and think about how sophisticated she and Lane are, um, <laughs> in that order. Over the years, we've been through good times and bad times, and we're both pretty sophisticated, having grown up in the city and all, but of the two of us, I'd have to say that Lane is more sophisticated.
1: Mm-mm. Which is
0: what really matters. Yes. Yeah. Definitely what you'd think about while your family is falling apart. I mean, you probably would, though. It, it could be comforting, comforting yeah
1: she's ranking them so clearly the ranking goes um lane then stacy who's slightly less sophisticated than lane but is still from new york and then claudia who's quite sophisticated but is from connecticut and so clearly is like lower down on the sophistication christy and mallory are like in the negative numbers (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah they're dragging down everyone else's (laughs) average
2: i did notice as she was kind of thinking about lane on the way over you know talks about the dakota building and And she's like, I think the movie Rosemary's Baby was filmed in it. I'm like, well, you know what? Marianne
1: knows the movie Rosemary's Baby was filmed in it. And
2: maybe you should have listened to her more. I know, right?
1: (laughs) There's one thing you can't fault Marianne on. It's her encyclopedic knowledge of whatever the hell town she's currently in.
0: (laughs) Except we're still not mentioning John Lennon at all.
1: Mm -hmm. For some reason. Yeah. (laughs) Too much violence.
2: Yes.
0: But
1: Rosemary's <laughs> Baby is
0: fine. Yeah, Rosemary's Baby is fine for kids to know about.
1: Maybe Anna Martin didn't know anything about Rosemary's Baby and thought it was heartwarming and family-based. <laughs> a nice
0: family movie, yes. Maybe Anna baby.
1: Martin is a Satanist and yeah, it's just like...
2: <laughs> I mean, that is
0: up there. <laughs> it's, a, it's a theory. Yeah. It's a theory, for sure. <laughs> it's going on the board. <laughs> Um, so Lane is super unhelpful here. I was rolling my eyes so hard. Stacy is like, oh my God, they're fighting so much. I don't know what's going on. And Lane's like, well, sometimes my parents have a little bit of a fight, but it's never a really huge fight. And then they look at each other and I can tell that they still love each other, just like when they got married. And it's like, Lane, I know you're just trying to say something for the sake of saying something, but this is grotesquely unhelpful. Yeah. yeah, and various people throughout the book do this. They're just like, "Yeah, my parents are mad about each other." Sorry. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. You gotta love Dawn for not doing that, and also I suppose Christy, who delightfully, like when consulted on this, she was like, "Oh yeah, no, that sounds just like what was happening just before my my deadbeat dad walked out in us." Does that help? You can tell her that. Can you hear me? She's like, <laughs> "Oh, Christy." <laughs> At least Christy is honest, even if it's brutal, it's honest. (laughs) Oh yeah. I guess she goes home then and Well
0: first she calls the club because we've got to chapter three and nobody has told us how the club notebook works. So (laughs) So she because Lane is super rich, she says that Stacy can call the club from her house. Um even though it's Mm. like long distance TM and everything listen they've got all that starlight express profit money
1: um (laughs) they don't need to worry about phone bills
0: (laughs) that's very true so she explains the club to us um oh yeah we do get a slight bit more context on how the hell the notebook is supposed to work you write up your jobs and then you read the notebook once a week so i guess a couple of people have a turn at each meeting which slightly explains a bit more about how they find the time to fit this in but like yeah it still doesn't make a ton of sense yeah. then we get the ranking of where claudia comes in in the mm-hmm. sophisticated mistakes claudia and i are alike in several major ways which is probably why we first became friends for one thing we are both pretty sophisticated almost as sophisticated as lane i hope that doesn't sound stuck up it's just the truth
1: saying it's just the truth there is so just much worse. intensifies the whole
2: I- This is a repeat thing with Stacey going, well, I don't mean to sound stuck up, but I am from New York and very sophisticated. (laughs) Yes. Everyone (laughs) says so. It's just the truth.
1: Like this is a constant. Yeah. Do you remember the absolute, like, just weaponized meanness of the phrase? Everyone's saying it. from like yeah like i'm just gonna ask you a thing which probably i've come up with right now in my own head (laughs) and was gonna really put you on the spot and make you hideously embarrassed and wondering about this for the next six weeks and then i'm gonna end it with yeah it's just everybody saying
0: it yeah i didn't do that
1: by the way i had that said to me (laughs) no
0: i figured this was not you confessing the psychological Warfare you'd waged on someone? No,
1: (laughs) and I'm I I sure remember exactly who it was that said that to me.
0: Yeah, almost thirty years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I can extrapolate from having gone to school with you. (laughs) Yeah, Stacy, if she was in a bad mood, would be exactly the kind of person to say everyone was saying it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
1: I think we're supposed to. Assume that Stacey has a little bit more empathy because she's been through having been bullied before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know; she's, I, she she uh, regresses to a kind of a, you know, a pretty short-tempered, unempathic person a couple of times.
0: She this. has no time for Mallory. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: She's gone through a lot, but yeah, yeah.
2: I think reading this book, though, actually kind of explains that because. That's how everyone is in her school in New York. Yeah, Everyone, the, the people she would describe as friends there aren't her friends. The only person she has who she can just be herself and natural and talk to is Lane. And everyone else is just constantly ranking and evaluating everyone.
1: Yeah, that's true. She is quite explicit about people, all the stuff they talk about.
2: I'm not sure yes. that it's necessarily...
1: She's regressed a bit in the time that she's been away from wholesome Stony Brook.
2: yes. <laughs> The city has corrupted her. It's a habit she's in, more so than, like, what she would do. Like, she's not, I don't think she's naturally inclined to be mean to people. She doesn't make fun of Mallory to her face to make Mallory feel bad. No this is in her head Mm -hmm. and she knows it would be hurtful to say it out loud and she doesn't. So I don't think she would do the everyone saying, I think, Mm. I think she probably hangs around with people who are perfectly capable of it in New York and knows that
1: she could.
0: We'll keep an eye on it. The next time we (laughs) have an everyone has a big fight book, which we must be due for. (laughs) It's been a while. Yeah.
1: I keep thinking of that line from that, like Baz Luhrmann, uh, what is the song but it's like the sunscreen um, song yeah the sunscreen song and it's full of advice Mm -hmm. and one of it is like live in southern california for a while but leave before it makes you soft live in new york for a while while. but leave before it makes you hard yes (laughs) yeah i don't know how true either of those things are um (laughs) i noticed that dawn and stacy do a little bit of um a little bit of actually supportive bonding in this which is good (laughs) yes Um,
0: yeah
1: Uh, so yeah
0: yeah, she's running through the the club members basically something I
1: noticed about this section yes. is that um her do you know the way like this chapter will often be slanted towards the focus of the the, the, per, the narrator yes yeah, yeah. so like Mallory <laughs> tells you about everybody's earlobes <laughs> yes in the, the earrings book yeah um Jesse goes through like an exhaustive list of everybody's pets yeah in the Mancusi's one and uh in this one um stacy makes a couple of genuinely quite sad comments about how some people's uh like she actually describes um uh one of them as having a their their family is split up or Mm -hmm. is split in half Mm -hmm. um don's yeah yeah it's uh, exactly yeah it's it's don's family um And it's like, she's talking about Christie's family and how uh, Watson has two adorable children who live with their mother most of the time and who were uh, three and five then. But Christy wouldn't have anything to do with them or Watson. She wanted her life to stay the way it was. It didn't, though.
3: And Ooh. then like, there's
1: there's a bit more detail about the whole kind of just developments in Christie's life over the yeah. last couple of years, which Christy has mostly been OK with. Like yeah. um, And the, pa- the paragraph ends with, somehow Christie adjusted to everything. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah like, wow. i have that yeah. tag
0: with yep yeah, take notes Yep, yeah. themes of the novel
1: yeah
0: oh we also have a little bit of gossip uh that um don's mom and marianne's dad are back on like donkey kong uh they've been going out on lots of dates apparently that just sounds so rude
1: when you put it <laughs> no. that maybe that's just my my ear but it's... i'm sorry
0: the sentence had happened before i stopped to evaluate how it would sound and here we all are
2: i just don't want to think about richard spears in that that context
1: okay i just don't
0: i couldn't think of anything else that didn't really rhyme with it's on
1: so it's fair we went to a petting farm uh on my recent holiday and uh there were at one point i was um chatting with my friend and our kids were just running around and in the next field a pair of donkeys were And some nature happened. And we were both just like, whoa, okay. Sorry. When you went to donkey, the word calm didn't even happen before I pictured this. Oh no, Garen
0: has donkey trauma
1: now. Oh dear. I'm not traumatized. I'm just like... Haunted. Yeah. It was a... (laughs) Enduring image. (laughs) Yes. It was an enduring image. Um, If you've ever seen one, or I'm sure you have Google, you know what the (laughs) look The spectacle is like this isn't just like two cows.
2: We are not recommending that you Google this. I'm just no. as a disclaimer here, we're not recommending that you Google this. No, I really this. don't
1: recommend uh uh but okay, donkey penises are enormous and like long and skinny and have a club on the end. Ah. And like it is very hard to have a normal conversation with somebody when you, that just <laughs> takes place within your direct field of vision. <laughs>
0: Um, Okay, needs to Google it. So that's cool. I'm sorry for bringing up donkeys (laughs) in this context. Never,
1: (laughs) ever mention donkeys again. I'm truly scarred.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, in the context of Richard Spear and his sex life, I'm very sorry. Oh God,
1: sorry. Okay, you may want to cut that out.
0: (laughs) There's no way in hell I'm cutting (laughs) that. Karen.
1: Okay, sorry. This is Uh, weird.
0: Quality content. (laughs) This is why people listen to this podcast. (laughs) they're not listening for a literary analysis they're listening for donkey dick hilarity (laughs) and we're bringing it (laughs) so that entire chapter was literally just Stacey uh, like info dumping about the club there was no Mm -hmm. actual dialogue or plot in chapter 3 at all which I think is a new low chapter 4, Claudia picks up the phone (laughs) that Stacey dialed in chapter 2 Um, (laughs) this is not a heroic example of great pacing Mm. (laughs) these books are not generally (laughs) so she she calls uh the the club is having a meeting so she gets through to claudia first and tells her they they basically like glower christy into submission and allow her to uh let Mm. everyone take this personal call which she's clearly uncomfortable with but they're like Stacey's so going through some stuff. So she's, this is important pastoral care. It's yes, a HR issue. Okay? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, she tells Claudia that her parents are fighting a lot. And again, Claudia is super helpful. She's like, oh, my parents don't do that. They just have a discussion. Um, <laughs> thanks, Claudia. <laughs> Thank you so much.
2: I, I think that was Claudia's attempt to go, oh, I'm not sure how much direct help I can give you because yeah. that doesn't happen here. As opposed to whatever lane was doing
1: yeah she didn't go into great detail over her parents like the the freshness and lovingness of the parents <laughs> marriage after so many years
0: <laughs> yeah she's not as bad as lane but again if i was stacy i would feel very unhelped by these responses yes it's a little bit like me
2: asking a question on facebook
0: I- <laughs> yeah people telling you Vaguely relevant anecdotes about other people who've done other things in other countries <laughs> that are not
2: the same as the thing I'm asking. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 oh god can you imagine if stacey was posting about this on facebook in the present day she'd get so many unhelpful anecdotes about other people's marriages other people's very happy marriages
1: i can't help you because my parents are so in love
0: yeah like
1: i just can't i just the carpenters is just playing in the background as i say this we've only (laughs) just (laughs)
3: begun
1: so they're not helpful um i think
2: Actually, you no. Know, I think this, that's literally is what Claude says. I'm not sure what to say. My parents have never had a fight like that. They always just try to discuss things. You know what? Maybe you should talk to Don. So literally, Claudia, this is a throwaway line going, I know, I really haven't experienced that. I'm not sure I'm helpful, but I know someone else, you know? Yes. So yeah. I, I, I'm not going to give Claudia a hard time for that. That's a reasonable, like,
0: very short two
1: sentences of... I i'm not qualified yeah i think that's fair enough yeah
0: this is when christy chips in with this sounds like just before my dad ditched us which is kind of the exact opposite and so christy she's trying i i at least can empathize if i can't help i definitely can't help not even a little bit but i'm empathizing for once you can't even empathize that much because it says she's too little to remember most of it
1: my dad. That <laughs> My dad is an asshole and I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> I, I think everybody is actually trying to help though. And yes. it's just that some of them are, really bad at it I'm sure
0: it's just that everyone's 13 I'm I'm giving them all a hard time because it's funny to give these fictional children a hard time but they are doing their best (laughs) I think Lane's hard time is
1: slightly more deserved
0: though yeah Lane was definitely the worst here she's just too sophisticated to be any help
1: none of us are (laughs) invested in Lane so we can just give Lane a hard time (laughs) yes
0: she's nobody's favorite character and never has been so basically Stacy calls them and has a chat and they, they get off, off the subject of her like crappy home life and just like have the bants and it cheers her up and she feels better. Mm. Uh she gives Marianne a shout out for respecting her boundaries. Uh, <laughs> unlike various other people in the club <laughs> that we could mention.
1: Oh, there's a delightful line um uh from is it Jessie? So Stacy asks about how charlotte is getting on um and uh the babysitter that she's talking to is like oh no she's fine um she and becca dressed up like grown-ups yesterday and uh, spent the afternoon playing office it looked horribly boring but they kept it up for hours <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yes. i love that that's delightful and also i wonder if they were recording a a deathless um short story about office parties,
0: <laughs> office parties. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you gotta get those cassettes
0: Yes, I do gotta get those cassettes. I, I have at least one cassette lying around, so I'll bring it to your oh. house and we can see what's on it.
1: Oh my God, that'd be so funny. Yes, let's do that.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Uh, but yes, uh, adulthood is very boring. <laughs> we, mm-hmm. we can agree. <laughs> and Claire is still saying Silly Billy Goo Goo. And...
1: Yeah, it almost felt like she had given that up. <laughs> yep,
0: yeah, no. But
1: apparently not.
0: <laughs> um... So she gets back to her building and she can't hear her parents yelling, but she can hear the neighbors with their TV on too loud for a touch of gritty New York squalor. Uh, They're blasting I Love Lucy at full volume (laughs) because the only TV shows in this world are from the 60s. Yes. Yes. It's pretty much all of us. I love Lucy or all in the family. They're supposed
1: to live in a fairly fancy building. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair. I don't, I don't know anything about New York apartments. Maybe even in the nicest possible, like <laughs> parts of New York, you're still going to be able to hear your neighbors listening to the TV.
0: I'm picturing like the apartment from how I met your mother, where like, it looks like a huge apart, a huge TV apartment, mm. like the one from friends. And then they're mm-hmm. like, no, actually it's, ju- we've just been depicting it big. But, uh, like, here's what it actually looked like. And it cuts to, like, they're all basically jammed in a large cupboard with a couch and a TV (laughs) in it. Um, (laughs) Because, you know, they live in New York and nobody has a big apartment in New York. Yeah. I'm picturing, yeah, it's fancy, but you can still totally hear the neighbor's TV. I mean, maybe her neighbors are just real degenerates because, you know, (laughs) this is Babysitter's Club. And only absolute scum would play their TV real loud. So... (laughs) They're probably
1: not even doing a secondary activity while watching it. <laughs> they're not even colouring. I would assume that they're like 80 and have hearing issues. <laughs> if they're listening to I Love Lucy real loud, like, that would explain both of those phenomena. It, it
2: would, except that I Love Lucy is like one of three television shows that exists in this universe. That's true,
1: so. yes. They're not going to listen to All in the Family real loud. <laughs> I hope not. Okay, so she gets home.
0: Yes, yeah, she gets home and... Yeah, things have bafflingly escalated while she was out of the house because, like, an hour ago her parents were yelling at each other about money and then she gets home and they're like, actually, we're getting divorced, which, like, I, we, I, I guess we are supposed to assume that, like, this has been bubbling under behind the scenes for a long time, but... It, it read really weird to me. It's like they just decided in the era that she was out of the house, they were like, actually, fuck this.
1: It's it's kind of an interesting one. The way that I read this was um, they have actually decided sometime since to get divorced and they haven't told her yet. And the, the yeah. argument that she heard is um, them, it's like a, like the crux of the matter is that Stacy's dad has interpreted his, like, the mom's spending as a kind of a revenge thing oh, that's why he's saying you're spending yeah. my money and she's like that makes way more sense well fuck you anyway so like they're already they're, the divorce is already kind of um a foregone conclusion and yeah. they are they are now t- starting to like kind of fight with each other
0: Overstuff. as a
1: pre-divorce gotcha. thing like, yeah
0: yeah he's thinking in terms of what's my money and what's your money
2: you're spending all of my money on jewellery yeah. before we split up, I
1: understand. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's why she's like um like he's so mad that about would make it. That So but...
0: much more, so sense. more sense. Um <laughs> thank you. You and have made it make sense. Mm. And it
2: is definitely that the divorce is already a foregone conclusion because you can hear in that first argument there's a bit where she doesn't quite hear what they said and they're talking about what will Stacy do after? Yeah. Mm. So like they're definitely already getting divorced. Yeah. That's yeah. Dun, uh, that's a done deal. That ex- really does explain the whole spendthrift thing so yes, well.
0: Yes, it does. Actually.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. How does that stuff retain its value?
0: Is she no, kind of no, diamonds are really. an infamously terrible investment. Can
1: yes. you just re- return it
0: though? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, um, the money's probably going to go back
2: onto your man's card. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's that Yeah, it's made really clear that like the money in the family is all with Stacy's dad. It's quite yeah. interesting really. Like, um, they don't they're not having a big argument over splitting the assets two ways. Like clearly he's gonna retain a lot of their their family wealth. It's um, fine, their mother got the beat
0: up station wagon.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, well, she finally has to follow through on her hilarious threat to get a job too.
1: Oh yes! Yeah.
0: Oh, I forgot. Yeah, that's what you
1: were talking about before. Like, yeah, yeah she's the yeah. one who was
0: like, "Oh, Stacey, you're being so annoying. I'm gonna have to go get a job to get away from you." <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: th- this family has had problems for a long time.
0: I think. <laughs> yes, they really have. I love that. Um, so her parents have been seeing a marriage counselor.
1: Yes, mm-hmm.
0: who's very well respected. Um, I'm wondering, has she been on TV? <laughs> are mm-hmm. they still are they still going to like crappy celebrity doctors and is this why they're married to yep. work out?
2: I'm going to say probably because like quite literally they're like oh the marriage counselor told us to get divorced i'm like i'm pretty sure marriage counselors don't tell you to get divorced (laughs) yeah i'm pretty sure any sort of counselor is going to lead you to come to some sort of conclusion for yourself (laughs) yeah not be like right okay well we've been doing this for six weeks now and i think actually i'm going to have to prescribe one divorce for you
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah honestly i'm just sick of the pair of you
1: (laughs) i thought i could fix you but no you're you're totally fucked Get out of my office. Honestly, I
2: can see why you can't stand each other. Yeah, (laughs) I can't stand either of you. Better for everyone.
1: (laughs) You know, even if I write you guys off, I've still got a 95% marriage retention record. So get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. Your bill's in the post. You guys are a burner (laughs) couple. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it's, um, I I also was like, (laughs) maybe it's a, she gave them perfectly reasonable advice and was like, okay, look, yeah, you know whatever is the best thing for you is what you should be doing um and they're like is like what do you mean she told you to get divorced like it wasn't us it wasn't our idea it was the marriage counselor yeah (laughs) possible.
0: I like that Stacy is like her her petty revenge is to refer to this woman permanently as the divorce counselor which actually (laughs) is probably a thing that exists and if it isn't probably should be like a sort of divorce doula who can guide you through the process would actually be really useful that seems
1: like yeah like a valuable service that you could give to people who are like especially if they had like legal background yeah you know it's, training. it's not
0: the sick burn that stacy is trying to make it be
1: <laughs> especially if it's like somebody who's like right now here's how we're gonna do it without you getting fleeced by your actual lawyers <laughs> yes. yeah Someone who's got some legal background, some, like, counselling yeah. therapy background. <laughs> you know, you don't have to. You don't have to pay for that thing. And if you could just sit down and thrash out a few things here, that's going to save you, like, a hundred grand in the long run. Yeah, <laughs> so, I'm on
0: team divorce counsellor here. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody get on it. Yes. So, um, poor Stacy. she has to, like... She has to go through this conversation while, like, reluctantly eating because of her diabetes, which is really grim. Yeah. She has oh, to, like, yeah. chomp through, like, miserable sandwiches and fruit and stuff that she doesn't want to eat, which is really depressing. Again, this book is legitimately very depressing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Stacy then goes off to her room and listens to her loudest tape as high as she could for a minute or two and then turns the volume down before her neighbours could complain because she's not a fucking degenerate like the I love Lucy heads in the next (laughs) apartment.
1: She's like, I've made my point. I will not be speaking to my parents.
0: Um." Yeah. She's also more considerate than her parents who have been screaming so loud that the whole building can hear their fights. (laughs) Yeah. Yet again, she is more mature than her folks, which is, this is a consistent theme with this family. Yeah. Always has been really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah i will i
2: would say that well you know it's a stressful situation is not going to bring out the best in either parent but like
1: they were always terrible yeah so they were always
0: terrible and she's stressed too and she's still doing better than them so
1: stacy don't be difficult said dad
0: yeah i wanted to smack him for that like you literally just told her you're getting divorced she's allowed to be difficult Mm -hmm. being difficult is
2: kind of expected for a teenager in these circumstances dude in
0: fact it would be very worrying if she wasn't difficult uh huh. Yeah, she puts her feet on the coffee table too, and they're like, "You're not getting away with that, young lady." Uh, <laughs> there are still rules. Okay. Yeah, pick your fucking battles.
1: There's um, there's also a suggestion which I, I see on and off that I'm um, like they they chill out a lot about her. Um, so the micromanagement of her diabetes mm-hmm. is starts to come across as a symptom of their marriage being really shaky yes, yes. like uh like her mum kind of um when conversations get difficult she like jumps in with oh my god have you had your insulin yes uh which is so it would explain kind of a lot of things going back uh and they also say at one point that their marriage has been on shaky territory ever since um so my job has been on shaky territory since the first transfer said dad that much i knew I guess the shakiness spread to our marriage, he went on. I feel as if I've got to work harder than ever just to keep from being fired. Your mother thinks I should look for a new job. Yes, yes, you should. Like, yes, <laughs> why
2: why, why aren't you looking for a new job? You think you're going to get fired any moment now? I know
0: why. Because he knows how the, like, the fake books work at this company and he doesn't want to have to set up a new <sighs> embezzlement scam at a whole new workplace. Fair. Yeah.
1: Fair. So oh, <gasps> probably
0: he's
2: afraid if he has to go in the process of kind of having to do whatever handover, it's mm-hmm.
1: all going to come out. Yeah, he has to stay here. He has to stay with this company. There are other problems, added mum. Money, that sort of thing. They are being vague to protect me. I decided. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Definitely yep. not because Anne couldn't be bothered.
1: <laughs> well, or like, n- at no point have these books canonically refuted the fact that Stacey's dad is embezzling. Nice. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> no.
0: Money, law, the IRS, those kind of things. <laughs>
2: up (laughs) stuff but also no they are being vague to protect you i don't think there's any solid answer
1: that an adult could give in that circumstance that isn't a shitty thing to say true 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 um but yeah the the other part of this um so like the the fact that they tell her that um that their marriage has been in trouble since they were first transferred to Stony Brook. um, And she says, for that long, why hadn't I noticed earlier? Because I'd been too busy babysitting and making friends and taking vacations and going to camp and shopping and doing homework, I guessed. My God, Stacey, those are all the things you're supposed to be doing. You're
0: not supposed to be monitoring your parents' marriage. Like you were just having a life. And like the fact that they got super
1: like crazy about her diabetes and about treating her weirdly is like it would be perfectly reasonable to interpret that as I'm 13 now, and all of a sudden my parents are fucking weirdos. <laughs> <Like>, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So like, yeah, like that's just sad. That's like, yeah. This isn't your fault.
0: Yeah, um, like we're we're making a lot of fun of this book, but there's also like a lot of legitimate pathos. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why we're making fun of it because emotions make us uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah like we don't want to take this seriously no. we, we might get sad yes. That's
2: not it. this is not what this podcast is for in case you couldn't tell by the fact that we skipped
1: the Mimi book
0: yeah <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. Ed Miguel is an embezzler and we're here for it
1: yeah. yep and uh much like Stacy, we'll be we'll feel much better about the whole thing if we can make her parents the bad guys
0: <laughs> yes exactly we're all putting our feet on the coffee table and blasting <laughs> yes. our loudest tape yeah <laughs> Only it's just me talking about office parties. <laughs> oh.
1: The neighbours have called. <laughs> Can you please turn down the office parties tape?
0: <laughs> it's really badly written. <laughs> and you clearly understand nothing about adult life. <sighs> okay. Alright, so the next morning, Stacy, um, her parents... Uh, her dad has stayed home from work and they're trying to make a special breakfast and she's having none of it and she decides they say she doesn't have to go to school but she goes anyway to get away from them which is totally fair Mm -hmm. um she reflects on the fact that she knows other kids whose parents are divorced and that adults suck because they promise to get married forever and they don't and um that's fair Mm-hmm. yeah um and then when she gets to school she realizes that her parents have had a word with the teacher because the teacher's being nice to her and not complaining about her being late and she's like uh now the teacher knows so she's basically hiding out from everyone um and then she thinks about like what's going to happen in the future where is she going to live where's where are they going to live where's her mom going to live where's her dad going to live what about the trip man? What if her mom dates awful guys like the trip man?
1: <laughs> I'm entirely with Stacey on this. Yeah. yeah.
0: I love that the trip man is her benchmark for like <laughs> shitty st- shitty potential step parents. <laughs> like he might wear Lacoste shirts and mansplain to us. <laughs> <laughs> and go to a lecture on humor.
1: <laughs> um, I like uh, as well, part of her, um, like in her monologue about one of the things that she's upset about is the prospect of leaving new york um she's like i'd have to leave lane grace henry and the city itself and i truly heart new york yes <laughs> and she actually says i heart new york non ironically on several occasions yes <laughs> by the way you see a lot of that in hong kong as well there's also there's like the i heart hk bags are quite common there too i don't know if that's <laughs> like self-consciously it first? Um, mimicking it. But... Who wore it best? <laughs> Hong Kong. <laughs> I've never been to New York.
0: Well, you just wouldn't understand then. You're not sophisticated. <laughs> I sure am not. <laughs> So, um, she goes home and then decides that she's going to go out to one of New York's many fine libraries, but she actually just goes and wanders around. Uh, we get some more shout outs to shops Anna Martin likes. Um, There's the last wound up, uh, which apparently was a shop that sold like little kind of wind up toys and stuff. Um, and the store next door that Stacy says, this store that sells big everything pencils the size of baseball bats, paper clips that an elephant could use, golf balls that look like beach balls, that sort of thing. This was also totally a real shop. I looked it up. It was called Think Big. And finding out that this was a thing filled me with a deep loathing for late stage capitalism. And like, this is why we're all going to die under a big pile of plastic. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I can see why something as specific as that might be like giving you vibes of oh this is my hometown and I love it there were some really stupid shops in Dublin in the late 90s um I don't know if you remember the one where uh uh you could get an inflatable moose head to hang on your wall
0: Um, oh yes there was a lot of yeah inflatable stuff in the late 90s yeah Yeah. that was real big
1: Uh, and inflatable (laughs)
0: I guess. <laughs> yes, it got bigger once you inflated it. <laughs> yes, apparently you could buy giant novelty aspirin in Think Big. Why? <laughs> Why? Warning break into small pieces before taking. <laughs> I mean, I assume they were giant plastic novelty aspirin and not just enough aspirin to kill a man. <laughs> I hope so.
1: It doesn't take that much aspirin to kill someone. Ho ho ho, it's a novelty. It's hilarious. <laughs> Health and safety isn't a thing.
0: <laughs> so um, yeah, Stacy takes in the many exciting sights of New York for as long as she possibly can stretch it out. Um, <laughs> she comes home. She swings by the token homeless lady who we heard about before.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: it turns out she's still homeless. The group of concerned parents did not, in fact, fix homelessness. <laughs> Stacy tells uh, Judy that her parents are breaking up, and Judy is like, hmm, "Crying shame." And Stacy genuinely can't tell if she's being sarcastic, which is fair enough. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> yeah. I could, you know, I would support Judy taking either approach. Yeah. 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 It's... That's, that's fair. Yeah. I, and I think Stacy
1: also being slightly confused on this is legit too. She's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take this personally if it's sarcastic. Cause in fairness, like... <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Judy says that this is what's wrong with the world today. There's too much divorce, too much thieving and pillaging and the end of civilization. Yeah, yeah. Judy well, may perhaps, you know, not always have
1: accurate takes.
0: <laughs> I, I, I don't know. At the same time, she's not wrong.
1: I, I, mean, I think we should go on record as saying that, like, we, we're we all broadly in support of divorce if it's required.
0: Oh, yes. No. Oh, yeah. I'm just, I'm not so pro-speaking <laughs> and pillaging. I don't, I shouldn't speak for you guys, but like, <laughs> I love it out of pillage me. <laughs>
1: Be gay, do crimes, uh, says the straight person. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: no, but I'm here to support my gay friends in doing <laughs> crime. Don't tell us what to do. Okay. Check
0: your privilege.
1: Be gay and also law-abiding as you as you prefer. I'm not here to tell you to
0: obey the law. <laughs> we'll do little a crime as a treat. I mean, I only break the silly laws, like speed limits, you know. Mm. Ed McGill would say he only breaks the silly laws <laughs> like <laughs> taxes. taxes and accounting.
2: I accidentally shoplifted something from pennies. What was it? I think it was tra- the trousers I wear as my LARP character or two pairs of skinny green jeans. And it was so busy that like I kind of had them in my hand. and was wandering around. It was like in the run up to Christmas and it was hot and busy and awful in the shop. And I walked out and I was like halfway home and I realized I still have the trousers I did not buy these and then I was like I'm not going back in there to pay I'm just not doing
1: it I'm just not and then I kept going and I still wear them as a former pennies employee um I think I can safely say that nobody would have welcomed you going back to pay for those (laughs) yeah um you got out scot-free just take them and just (laughs) enjoy them
2: My mother still tells me about a time when I was about five and I was with her in town and she was in some department store or other. And similar situation, she walked out with a pair of tights in her hands. They weren't even anything expensive. It was just a pair of tights. Uh And she said out loud, oh no, I never paid for these. And I was there with her and I was five. So then she had to go back and pay for them. Oh no. (laughs) Or it would have been setting a terrible example. And she was so annoyed that she'd said it.
1: (laughs) I walked out of a boots on um like a very busy day where I had just had a confusing exchange where I'd been like, Oh, could you give me a bag for these before I'd paid for it? They packed it and I left and then I was like about half an hour later I went back to the shop and I was like, I didn't pay for these, did I? And they're like, No, no, you didn't. We were wondering about that and I was like, I'd like to pay for them now. <laughs> and years later I'm like, Wow, there's some a whole lot of privilege available in like they looked perplexedly after me and yep. decided not to pursue me. And I came back and I knew I wasn't going to get arrested. Yep. <laughs> like, I'm just scatterbrained.
0: <laughs> ha ha. Ha.
1: Yeah. But I thought I should pay for it anyway. <laughs> uh, but well like, it also, that was just me being in Egypt. That wasn't like, the shop is too busy to do it.
0: When I was very small, I stole six grains of rice from the top of a sack of rice in the Asian <gasps> market. And then... Ooh. I almost died of guilt that night. I was inconsolable. I had to be talked down by both my parents. I was <laughs> sobbing hysterically. Oh. <laughs> I'm not cut out for being gay and doing crimes. I'm sorry. I can just be gay. <laughs> oh, that's that's really sweet. I was a very law-abiding child.
1: Yeah, so none of us are good at crime. No. No.
0: So I'm with Judy. There is too much pillaging. <laughs> Everyone else oh, they're weird. pillaging. And I can't participate, so no one should.
1: Yeah. In fairness, I feel like pillaging these days is mostly reserved for, like, CEOs. Yes, that's true. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not in the exciting Viking raid sort of no. sense anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't think
0: Judy would have much time for the CEOs.
1: No, probably not, no. no.
0: Anyway, Stacy gets home. She can't put this off any longer than we can. Um, <laughs> and her parents explain that they're both going to move out. Because the divorce counsellor has advised it um, that they should both move out onto neutral territory. Uh, but that Stacy has to slash gets to decide uh, which parent she's going to live with. And so her dad is staying in the city because he's the only person who can ever be allowed to see the books at work. And her mom has decided to go back to Stony Brook because she liked it. And she's going to get a job. uh uh-huh
1: her mum really misses all the parties was my thought.
2: was like there was someone she had her eye on yeah, in Stony Brook
0: <laughs>
1: misses the key parties I don't think we ever get like a a description of Mrs. McGill's exciting dating life
0: oh my god do you know who'd actually be perfect for her though
1: who? the
0: trip man he's oh. a fucking insufferable rich preppy which he actually would exactly like her kind of person
1: ew she divorced um like stacy's dad for similar reasons actually no i think mr mcgill is not actually like that given we do get a little bit of characterization of him in other books uh no i don't think he's a trip man hmm
0: yeah i think the trip man basically wishes he was a new york douchebag but has to settle for being a connecticut douchebag
1: (laughs) he's a new england old money kind of yeah Yeah. okay yeah maybe exactly Yeah.
0: yeah uh i ship it
1: Oh, poor Stacy!
0: This is why Don and Don's mom and the drip man didn't work out because he had a thing for Stacy's mom, and he heard she was coming back to town, and you know, just quietly behind the scenes, they're totally. I don't know.
2: I kind of feel like Stacy's mom is probably primed to be in like uh, some sort of Hallmark movie where she ends up oh. getting with like a rugged local Ooh. businessman, but where the business is real manly,
0: but also Christmassy. He's a
2: forester.
0: Like he sells the hand-grown Christmas trees or something.
2: Yeah, yeah. One of those kind of things. It doesn't even have to be a Christmas movie because uh, this isn't happening at Christmas. I think actually what Stacey's mom needs is a total contrast of like, she used to date a carpenter.
3: Ooh, hmm.
2: Like but like he makes furniture he's a cabinet maker not actually just a carpenter of course and oh when she meets him she thinks he's just a carpenter because he's doing some sort of rough outdoor related carpentry work but he's just doing that as a favour to a friend who needs shingles repaired on their house and then it turns out actually he's a cabinet maker and he's got a successful business he you know he sells to all the like the, 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 the richest suburbs of, of Stamford. they all order his, his handmade cabinetry um, and um, he's kind of like a hipster with it um, I think that, that would work out really well. He has a beard.
0: I love it. Of course, uh, you didn't even need to specify. There's no way he didn't have a beard.
2: Of course. Not. Sorry, my 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 bad. <laughs> my bad. Obviously, when we first see him, he's wearing like jeans and work boots and a a flannel shirt, Absolutely. and he's got one of those like kind of suede um utility belt things for tools. Yes. Yes.
0: Is he played by Nick Offerman, or is Nick Offerman too old?
2: Nick Offerman's too old. <laughs>
0: He's being played by a young Nick Offerman.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that works. That's fine. See, Stacey's mom's probably like younger than us.
0: I don't like thinking about that hard truth.
2: I don't like it either. My next birthday, I'm 39. I'm not okay with this.
0: You could definitely have a 13 year old.
1: No, I think Stacey's parents are a little older. I think they're definitely at least in their 40s. Okay. Um I because they're they're oh god. they're very they're very waspy. I think they did a lot of travel um before they had sta settled down and had Stacey. Um that's that's my that's my interpretation of this whole thing because the parents in Stony Brook are adults and we are maybe in our late thirties, but we're not you know, they're <laughs> still older than kind us. Of adults. Yeah.
2: They're not older than us. They're not. Some oh my people god, might be, but they're not.
1: No, but they but mentally they all are because we are still Babysitters Club age. That's why we're doing a Babysitters Club podcast, right? Like we're
0: still young and cool <laughs> and unwrinkled. Uh huh. Uh huh. So yes, Stacy tells Lane and Claudia what's going on. Um, Lane is very upset and worried that Stacy might move away. Claudia is totally psyched about this
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: your parents are going to get divorced awesome <laughs> she quickly walks it back and is like i'm very sorry about your trauma but i really hope you move back to stony brook that would be awesome <laughs> so she calls dawn instead <laughs> dawn is a bit more tasteful oh, yes dawn explains that everything is going to happen kind of slow um and stacy should like not try to deal with everything all at once and just sort of take it one day at a time uh, which is very nice and sensible. Mm-hmm. And yes, not the kind of advice that Lane or Claudia is giving out at this point in time. Dawn's advice all seems quite good. Yeah, Dawn like is quite so measured
1: and like, yeah, uh, implementable. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, Dawn is serving the life lessons this week. Yeah. Um, we then get a little bit more babysitting because Anna's remembered that this is meant to be a book about babysitting. <laughs> um, Stacy's back with Grace and Henry. They're having hot dogs, a special cartoon show on TV.
1: Yeah, I, I skipped way ahead. Sorry, I was looking at my notes all out of order. This is this this is the show that they watch while colouring.
0: Yes. Sorry. Right. And this is when they
2: get
1: their new pastels.
2: <laughs> they were still using pastels in the other one. They just weren't new. <laughs>
1: ah, okay. New. They have two sets of pastels which they know how to use. <laughs> Ugh, I'll never call Mariah Perkins a Mary Sue again. Yeah. And yes, I know it's a problematic <laughs> yeah. I'm just from that era of the internet, Okay. <laughs>
0: I was absolutely charmed by Henry making his hot dog into a little dachshund with the help of little toothpick legs. It is adorable. Yeah, it's very funny. I loved I liked it. that a lot. <laughs> um, I do actually like these kids a lot. I also like mm-hmm. that. Um, Stacy gets the kids to have a table setting race, and then warns us that you can only do this if you're using plastic utensils. (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
2: I thought that was such
0: a good babysitting tip. Yes,
2: like here's a good game you can play, but guys, seriously, (laughs) don't use the good china for this.
1: Yeah, I loved the implication that like, so like mostly it's just a regular story, and there's you know suspension of disbelief and everything. Like this is. Sometimes in theory, it's what goes into the notebook, but it's not really like that. But in this one, Stacy's like, no, I actually have to step out and be like, please don't use the real China for this. Like, <laughs> yes. Just in case anyone is reading this for the babysitting tips, guys. <laughs> yeah. Make sure it's plastic.
0: <laughs> so yeah, she has a very cute babysitting session with them and she reads them books and then she looks sadly around the apartment and thinks that she might not see it again. And then she thinks about how much she hurts New York. I <laughs> know. <laughs> literally. hurts New York. Yes. Yes. Um, then it occurs to her that, um, you know, much and much all as she hurts New York and how leaving it is hard, even going to camp is hard. She's real cool in Stony Brook and she's just average cool in New York. <laughs> yes. And she's very upfront about this. Uh, in New York, I hung around with Lane and her friends at school, but Lane's friends really were her friends. Much more hers than mine. I felt on the edges of things at Lane's crowd. In Stony Brook, I was one of the coolest kids around, but not in New York. In New York, I had a lot of competition for the Queen of Cool, and I would never win the crown. <laughs> so, Stacy is she's got a, a what is it an eye to the main chance is that what that's called yeah that's a that's a good one that might be quite irish but
1: you can tell what that means Yes. yeah
0: she's uh she's calculating the odds and figuring out you know where is her brand gonna have the most impact and it's not new york i so
1: i think i partly don't enjoy these because i moved a lot as a kid mm-hmm. um i didn't enjoy the previous one either really it despite the delightful yard sale of it all um but uh the whole thing about... So, like, I would have found this more relatable if they'd emphasised that she actually also really gets on well with the Babysitter's Club and they are her real friends. Mm-hmm, yes. As opposed to the fake New York friends. But right now she's just assessing them for coolness. Yes. Purposes. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, like...
0: They're big Obadiahs and she can look better than them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... Come on, guys. They're <laughs> unattached Hicks from Connecticut.
1: Um, But, like, yeah, I... I just found this whole thing like they just kept moving her backwards and forwards. So she moved to Stony Brook back to New York and now she's moving back to Stony Brook. Sorry, spoiler. Whoops. Um, (laughs) But yeah, she does actually move back to Stony Brook. Um, Just, I'm so like, I'm so tired. (laughs) Stacey. I hate moving house when it's my decision. Um, And she just has to keep doing it. Um, Do you remember the previous one where they were like eating bologna in this (laughs) for breakfast because they had to sad
0: ham and oranges (laughs) yeah
1: yeah so i'm just registering my like it's not even the divorce i have a problem with it's just that they keep making her move oh Um, that that's my my uh, disapproval of this whole situation
0: i have a question yes relative to hong kong were you more the queen of cool there or in dublin
1: oh my god esther uh
2: Okay. Uh huh. I have to answer this, now.
0: <laughs> Look, I only I ask you this because I was the lead Obadiah in your party of Obadiahs.
1: So, like. It felt like moving from a the worst kind of... So I I think I previously made you cut out my statement that it was full of, like...
0: like I believe snobby brats.
1: Assholes, <laughs> snobby brats <laughs> in my previous school.
0: <laughs> I actually did.
1: I had a best friend who I got on Real Well with. Um, but, like, we weren't that friendly in school. There were a lot of fucking mean rich kids. When I moved to, like, uh, Dublin and just went to a school full of, like uh hicks H- not not hicks, but just like normal kids <laughs> like I don't know what it was <laughs> about my school in Hong Kong. It was just like uh I just I'm finding it really hard to articulate this, so let me see if I can sum it up. No, I was not cool in my school in Hong Kong at all uh I moved to Dublin and was immediately just absorbed. Into a crew that already existed, and was like, "Oh my god, I'm so thankful for these people. Like, I don't even have to necessarily get on great with all of them. That's fine. <laughs> like, uh, so it was it was delightful. Also, there was a whole phenomenon taking place in my in the school in Dublin where we did not see ourselves as the popular kids. But I think we outnumbered the popular kids by a long shot.
0: Well, it's like a feudal pyramid. We were the serfs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> were...
1: No, that's not how it works, though. Like when it's a clique-based economy. <laughs> yeah, like, what it is. Do we... you remember um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch and her friend at one point saying, oh, I tried to be a nonconformist, but I didn't really fit in. <laughs> <laughs> like there were a large number of the nonconformists and we liked each other better than the popular kids. <laughs> yes. So maybe we were the popular kids all along. Hmm. Food for thought. Anyway, uh, in a nutshell, uh, Dublin was great. And I was really sad to leave Hong Kong. But when I left, I was like, yeah, but you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad our big Obadiah energy was more to your liking.
1: <laughs> I I don't know how the two communities would have interacted had they ever come together. And it's probably just as well it didn't.
0: <laughs> it's a shame you should have brought a bunch of us to Hong Kong for an ill-fated holiday
1: that would have been amazing and I would have done it had the opportunity arisen
0: <laughs> <laughs> which of us would have started spouting fun facts about the history of Hong Kong oh god it's me it, it's me. <laughs> It'd be me
1: the kids in Hong Kong would probably also have known about those <laughs> so
0: <laughs> oh wow you're from Kowloon I hear there used to be a walled city <laughs> until like five years ago
1: (laughs) they knocked that down (laughs) because it was terrifying
0: (laughs) but yes i'm sure all your classmates knew that
1: they yeah they they actually yeah they probably did actually um
0: i mean it was only knocked down in like 1993
1: so yeah so it's not really well it's history i suppose um
0: all right sorry (laughs) back to new york (laughs) um so yeah, Stacy is is reflecting on the fact that she could seem real cool by comparison to the losers of Stony Brook, but New York has Bloomingdale's and Broadway and shopping and the last wound up and great restaurants like the Hard Rock Cafe, who are still apparently sponsoring this series. Listen,
1: I'm sure. So maybe Stony Brook doesn't have a Hard Rock Cafe, but I'm sure there's one in Stamford. There's one yeah. in Dublin.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not that unmissable, Stacy. Like yeah, it's fine. You can. You can go to the Hard Rock Cafe again. You're, you're also an
1: hour away. Yeah, I like so, that. They're, yeah.
2: Would I be bored silly in Stony Brook with only Washington Mall for entertainment? And like, what about the excellent Civic Center?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> God, Stacey. It's really well funded. It's got okay. all the
2: funding. That's where the bridges fall down. Stony Brook is where you go for the arts. <laughs>
1: I'm really picturing, um, like, an angry teenager staring at you as you try to make that point to her, though, in fairness.
0: (laughs) It's a wonderful civic centre with an excellent arts programme. They have pottery classes, you know. (laughs) You people don't know my life!
1: (laughs) In fairness, they don't, if that's the argument they're going to make. No, (laughs) No,
2: it's true. But also, if the only thing she could think to do for fun is go to the mall, that idea comment... Well, she's her mother's daughter,
0: I
1: guess. <laughs> yes. There's no Tiffany's. Yeah.
0: She's in danger of like falling in with a bad crowd, hanging out at the mall and chewing gum and joining Ooh. the babysitter's agency. But at least she could go get her ears pierced, I guess.
1: Yeah. <laughs> she clearly has changed in her time in New York. Um, she's, she's forgotten the, uh, many wholesome benefits of the Obadiah lifestyle. (laughs) Yes. But I'm sure that once she like is exposed to the um hallmark clear air and goes on a few horseback rides and whatever, God, I'm really I'm really getting confused with my genres. (laughs) She'll like she'll you know, just slot right back into it anyway.
0: (laughs) She'll remember what truly matters in life. Uh we then have an absolutely heartbreaking chapter where she tries to parent trap her parents into getting back together um and it's just the saddest thing ever uh she tries to trick them into going to a movie together uh but her parents want to stay in and look for new apartments and then she tries to trick them into a romantic carriage ride in central park uh but her mom has to stay and look for apartments um
1: (laughs) i actually do like the acknowledgement in among all these like these schemes that she's running that this kind of thing doesn't work
0: (laughs) yes yes. because instantly doomed
1: all of this is like really convenient in movies Mm -hmm. um and sometimes in books but like people have their own agendas and they have already planned their day and it's you can't just like it involves getting divorced (laughs) yes yeah
2: (laughs) like even if she did manage to like Finagle them to going to that the 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 posh restaurant together or going sitting together in a movie. They're still going to get divorced. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, sweetie, no.
1: Yeah,
0: it's not going to fix it. No. Uh, yeah, she cooks a romantic dinner in hopes of tricking her parents into eating it, and then she has to eat a romantic dinner with her mom (laughs) because her dad sleeps at his office that night, which is fucking grim.
1: Which he's been doing a lot of lately apparently. That
0: that said I did tag that and write a fair. Yeah very possibly.
1: Yeah 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 possible.
0: It's less depressing than sleeping at the office honestly. Kind of yeah.
1: Also if you're sleeping at the office nobody else can get into the books while while you're out (laughs) of the (laughs) office. Oh yeah good point.
0: (laughs) There's been an investigator hanging around doing an audit and he's not taking any chances yeah he's sleeps at the office he's just <laughs> shredding shit all night. <laughs> i do wonder
1: if that plot line was actually fully shelved at this stage or if it was just being kept as a possibility that she might Ooh. you know use in a future book because like i i
2: wonder i think she kind of figured this will never see the light of day in canon but it's my head canon and <laughs> i gonna write it in such a way that it could sort of still be true i'm never gonna contradict it <laughs> yes
0: Yeah. No one's ever going to go. Ed McGill is a law-abiding guy who never embezzled a bean in his life. Yes. So,
1: guys, this... Like, the series officially ended in, like, 99? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So Enron is 2000? 2001. (laughs) (gasps) It all makes sense. I'm just saying. (laughs) They're not based in New York, but maybe they're a branch. I don't know.
0: No doubt.
1: It's it's that kind of school of
0: business. They probably didn't have a... Connecticut branch or a Stanford branch (laughs) um yes she tries to slip them um notes from the school written on school paper saying that the guidance counselor wants to meet them at a romantic restaurant (laughs) (laughs) shockingly her genius parents figure out that this isn't on the level
2: but also it makes them actually look at her grades and then they're like "Uh uh-huh yeah also you're in trouble with all your homework
1: yes yes Um, for multiple reasons yeah
0: I'm glad this last one is funny because it was just very sad up to then. But like yeah, also this yeah. is just a very dim plan. Um <laughs> yeah. so the following week or weekend, uh Stacy's mom is going down to Stony Brook to look at houses for sale. Uh so Stacy goes with her. Um and on the way she says that they can call and see if Claudia wants to come with them as well. Which absolutely hmm. seems like she is trying to Butter Stacy up, absolutely is,
1: and like be like, oh hey, do you remember that best friend of yours? Yeah. She'd be so happy if you moved into one
0: of these oh, houses yeah. with me. <laughs> yeah, we can all do this together, like gals together.
1: Fuck Lane. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> she's dead to you now. Claudia's where it's at. I always liked her.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Like she's real pro Claudia later
0: on in the book. <laughs> yes. <from> the <laughs> I'm absolutely horrified by how informal the whole house hunting process is. They rock up in Stony Brook. Mom stops to buy a newspaper to see what houses are for sale and call an estate agent. Um, There have been no prior plans or appointments made. Nobody's gone on Zillow or whatever. Um, This just feels like anarchy and it gives me anxiety. (laughs) I have to say my thing about this is she's not
2: getting a mortgage. How is she buying a house? I think she's probably getting
1: a settlement. Yeah. So she's probably getting a chunk of cash.
0: Like a lump sum. And How then much, like, like alimony or whatever. God. Well, her dad's pretty rich. Like they live, she goes to a very, very expensive private school in a very expensive part of New York.
1: Yes. And like the dad, dad is definitely downsizing okay. too. Yeah. Post yeah, this whole thing. So if oh, do you they... think
0: they own,
2: I just assumed they rented their apartment, but yeah, they may have owned it. And yeah. Yeah. He's know. got some
1: embezzlement funds, true. which He's he probably hasn't declared. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> he'll just you know knock a hole in the plaster in the wall and pull out a fistful of bills.
1: Their their finances are gonna be complicated, like oh. real complicated. But um, she also says at one point that it's a buyer's market in Stony Brook, and she seems to be looking at like really horrible she, places. yeah. Yes. Initially, and then she moves up a bracket. So I I'm not sure yeah Uh, what's going on behind the scenes
0: (laughs) yes at the first shitty house claudia or stacy's like can't we afford something nicer and her mom cryptically says we're on a tight budget i would say that's not cryptic at all that's very straightforward the the, the
2: explanation (laughs) is we're on a tight budget i think it's pretty cryptic if you've grown up as uh, if you're 13 and have never ever ever had the concept of being on a tight budget applied to you ever before (laughs) i suppose there's that
1: true yeah, it's just like i don't really understand this though St- stacy's quite good at money though
2: yeah, if i find
1: the mom I might be like listen here's the money that we have
2: here are the things <laughs> that we're gonna have to do with that money yeah. one of them is buy a house this yeah. is
1: actually though this is one of my favorite scenes in the whole book yeah that's coming up here so they look at like like flea hotel after <laughs> like yeah i think the houses get worse and worse and then they ask to see somewhere bigger um, so can I just, I'm just going to read this bit to you. The real estate agent consulted a book. Well, she said after a few moments, there is something bigger in your price range and in a nicer neighborhood, but let's see it, interrupted mom. So we don't know what the but is. Do you, uh, did you guys work out what the but yes. is? Yes. Yeah. I know exactly <laughs> what the but is. As soon as we got out of the car, Claudia cried, I know this house. It's right behind Mallory's. Look through the backyard, Stacy. See, there's the back of the Pike's house. <laughs> <laughs> I thought someone lived here, Claude said to Mrs. Keller. Then she whispered to me, The people were really weird and the pike kids used to spy on them. That couple moved out a while ago, Mrs. Keller told us.
0: Gosh, they didn't stay very long. <laughs>
3: Claudia.
1: So I
0: fucking wonder why.
2: Pike <laughs> drove them out of the neighborhood and they can't sell the house because of the pikes.
1: It's so Good. I know. so funny also like this is the perfect solution guys because you know like if the pikes give the mcgills any trouble stacy will be on the blower and she'll be like mallory sort it out yes. mallory i
2: need you to commit some sort of assault on your siblings immediately <laughs> we want to
0: eat courgettes without being harassed
1: <laughs> i know
0: i want to own a fax machine and not have my motives questioned
1: Okay, but I love it. It's amazing.
0: That is the attention to detail that you you know you love to see. It. It's amazing. Yes. We f- we finally got closure on those poor French people.
1: They went back to Paris and like America. No, it's just not for us.
0: <laughs> the children there are just so strange, so nosy and identical, and weirdly misogynous. <laughs> I just am so happy
3: that this
2: pipe gets round the out of town. <laughs>
0: and also rendered the house unsaleable that's yes. the really great part yes because it's much nicer than the previous houses one of which had three <laughs> rooms painted purple including the ceilings and one of which had neighbors who were like <laughs> big christmas decor people and claudia was like don't live here don't live here <laughs> i don't even think it was the christmas decor so much as that
1: there seemed to be a lot of like deceased vehicles and yeah basically their
0: front yard had like old refrigerators and yeah also though they put a mechanical santa on the roof at christmas
1: (laughs) yeah this is the first time we've ever like it's ever been implied that anybody in stony brook like is is not posh or is not at least like thoroughly middle class yes
2: and look it's made perfectly clear that you wouldn't want to live near them yes (laughs) (laughs) let's
0: go live near the pikes they have a grand piano (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's all us, it's all swings
1: and roundabouts really
0: yeah um, anyway that solves their housing issue <laughs> yes they can put up with the pikes millions wouldn't including us yeah <laughs> they finished their house hunting and they decide to have a uh, sleepover uh so Stacey's allowed to stay over um that evening at claudia's house and uh she's going to get the train back to new york the following day Um so they have lots of fun they they hang out they are chill nobody worries about how sophisticated they are um yes we get an incredibly revealing paragraph about um new york friends versus Stony Brook friends mm-hmm.
3: uh, Yes,
0: this is what i love about my friends up here they're so natural they don't spend every second of their lives trying to impress each other. Sure they talk about boys sometimes and they care about how they look. Well some of them do but those things aren't the focus of their lives. With my friends in New York, except for Lane, all they do is talk about who's dating whom, where they went, what they ate and what they wore or who's going skiing in Aspen or who'll get the best tan in Bermuda over spring vacation. Oh my god, they're thr- Yeah, they sound insufferable. It's so exhausting. Yeah. It
2: sounds... Yeah, like living like that. Oh my god. And I get that that's sort of the prep work for the New York socialite life they're going to be living as adults. Yeah. But oh my God. Which is fucking grim. Mm. Yeah. It sounds nightmarish.
0: Yeah. They're basically baby gossip girls. Um, and Stacey is not sure this is the life for her. <laughs> yeah. Possibly she would rather sit around and crack jokes about Alan Gray with the other girls. Yes. She's at a crossroads. She is. Yes. It's Stacey's big decision. Which... They could have called this
1: book. I nominate uh, that as the official title of this book. Yeah. Uh I think we should just retcon that. Yeah. That's what this is called. It's just better. Yeah. Mhm. Um yeah, the Alan Gray thing is interesting. Yeah. So he comes up in the conversation. Uh how how is old Alan Gray I asked. Alan is the bane of Christie's existence. He'd like her for his girlfriend, but he's so immature. Besides, Christie likes Bart Taylor, the coach of the coach of Bart's bashers. Don't ask was Christie's reply. So, this is the first time we've heard about Alan actually liking
0: Christie. Yeah, he was That's just not. hassling her before and being a prankster. No, but wasn't some of the pranking
2: because he wanted to ask her to a dance? Oh, of course, yes. Oh, uh, that right. was
1: what he yeah. was
0: being the phantom caller. Yes, that was oh, it.
1: Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, no, it's not
0: completely out of the blue. Yeah. Uh, okay. But mm, he'd yeah. want to raise his game because... Big
1: time. Somewhat.
0: Well um, it's probably still eventually doomed, but Bart's doing better than him. She yep. definitely gives him a trial <laughs>
1: <laughs> at one point down the line. I'm yep. interested to see how that plays out because she always seems to quite like Bart, and Bart is a non-terrible human, so mm, yeah. I don't I don't know what the rationale is. We'll I guess we'll come to yep. it in time. Yeah.
0: Yep. And then there's some very wholesome um Christy has brought a ton of photos of her new baby sister, Emily Michelle, mm-hmm. and they all, like, pour over the pictures and how cute she is. And it's very, you know, normal, wholesome tween behavior and yes. nobody is acting terrifying. And yeah. uh, <laughs> we like this.
3: Mm.
0: Yes. Uh, but as she falls asleep, Stacy reflects that New York is home. But then she goes back to New York and misses Stony Brook.
3: Mm. Uh,
0: yep. And, you know, she's conflicted. Where will she decide to live? I just can't decide. It's it's completely obscure at this point in the plot.
1: That's why the book is called Stacy's Big Decision. Yep. <laughs> because it's a big decision. <laughs> and the tagline is
0: what will she decide? Yep.
1: Stacy's nor- non-foregone decision. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. And the cover picture was just Stacy thinking. Mmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, we could do better. <laughs> Basically, the agonizing continues. Um, their parents are continuing to compete for her love. Uh, her mom is trying to bribe her with going to Stony Brook, and her dad is trying to bribe her with an apartment that's around the corner from Bloomingdale's. Uh, mm-hmm. And when they start to call each other out on this, her mom tells Stacy to take her insulin. <laughs> and Stacey announces yeah. she hates them both, which is fair. I hated them both too. Yeah. Yeah. This is an entirely fair assessment of the <laughs> also a major <laughs> point against stacy's dad is that he is referring to his new apartment as his new pad stacy is disgusted by this
1: she's disgusted by it and she also then refers to it as a pad <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes like it's she it's it feels like she's just obliging him by like later on in the book in her own inner monologues like oh yeah. my dad's new pad i feel like she's doing it in a poisonously sarcastic tone <laughs> Okay, I like that. I prefer that. I actually, I, f- I fucking hate that term. Yes, like, it's so cheesy. It's just the, his new pad. He
2: actually said that.
0: Also, the implication is that it's going to be a bachelor pad, and he's going to have loads of sex there.
2: Oh wait! As soon as the word "pad" appeared, it was just like,
1: oh, I'm thinking about him. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, so I definitely heard the word pad used in this sense for the first time in these books but it was in the i recall it later on in the um the one where all the babysitters go to visit new york later after the divorce mm-hmm. and um christy in one of the christy chapters um she is talking about how she really likes mr mcgill's flat because it's a it's a nice vaguely sloppy bachelor pad mm-hmm um, and she really relates to him. <laughs> She's having more conflict with Dawn over the whole neatness thing, I think. Oh, um, oh boy. Uh, and, like, so when somebody... So that was my first encounter with this. And I associate it with, like, it's where slightly slobby single men live. <laughs> it's, not, it's yeah, like, sure, they're probably trying to get laid, but mostly they're also trying not to do dishes. <laughs> like,
0: oh, I'd say that's definitely a factor. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like he thinks he's going to get laid a lot, but the reality is probably going to involve yeah pizza boxes. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Christy is so here for it. Yes. like that's kind of like endearing. I think yes. she's just she walks into this like bachelor pad in New York, and she's like, I feel so at home here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it.
0: Um, I also love Stacy is doing her homework she's writing an english essay and the teacher said to write about what she knows so she's writing about parents who can't keep their marriage vows which is poignant Uh. and petty in equal measure (laughs) yes
1: yeah yeah i think that the english teacher has like signed up for this
0: so (laughs) well it sounds like the english teacher was extremely vague just like write about whatever you know and stacy's like write shitty parents got it (laughs) I think
1: I'd, I would be worried about what I'd get back. I think that's why most English assignments have more specific briefs.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Um, so Stacey is, like, distracted because she's trying to think of where she wants to live. So she does a pro and con list. Oh, sorry, uh, a New York versus Stony Brook list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The New York list is rather more sparse Uh. than the Stony Brook and list. It
1: includes items like... The kids in New York are more sophisticated. (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Which I think she looks at and she goes, yeah, it's not really that good of a reason. It's not great, no. Yeah.
0: So she finally decides, and in a shocking plot twist, she decides she's moving to Stony Brook.
1: Oh my gosh. It took us so long to get here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. What a shock it was. Yes. Listeners, if it felt like it took us a long time to describe her decision-making process... It felt a lot longer to read about it.
1: (laughs) I read up to this point, like, over dinner in about 20 minutes last night, and it still took ages (laughs) to get there.
0: Yeah. Um, So, yeah, thank God that's over. Uh, Mm She tells her dad, everyone cries, it's fine. Then they're packing. It's Karen's least favourite activity to read about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Then Mm -hmm. there's an incident with a hat in the corner shop. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay so they run
1: out of boxes yeah uh which i don't know like maybe if you're on good terms with your local news agent you can go in and catch boxes oh i do that every time
0: we move i i well i mean i'm very good i at know they, ha-
1: they have boxes but they don't always have them at the right time of day and what have you so that's fine so sometimes it is also possible to buy them um <laughs> And hoard them, if you're me, <laughs> but I have <laughs> yeah. a little bit of hoarding problem. Yeah, so she gets sent down to the local bodega to get um, to source I actually looked it up.
2: It's not a local mm-hmm. bodega. It's a chain of supermarkets. Oh, oh that actually sorry. Exists. Okay. Do you know how to pronounce it? No, no. Google doesn't generally give you grocery store
1: pronunciation names. Well,
0: I'm just confused because I have no concept of how to pronounce this shop. Yeah, no, I Christ I it's Krista,
1: a, no, it's probably got a specific New York pronunciation, and we're probably doing it wrong. Yeah, uh, listeners, if you, I didn't mean to call you listeners, but actually, <laughs> yeah, actually,
2: you're all nerds. Yeah. And we know it. Okay, uh, if
1: anybody knows how to pronounce this, we would be grateful for um pronunciation guide. Uh, anyway, yeah. So Stacey gets dispatched to go round there for boxes, preferably the kind with lids. Um, uh, so. I've been in the store so often looking for boxes that the manager, Miss Antonio and I knew each other, although we did not like each other. Like, yeah, you're looking for free stuff from her. Yeah. Um, And you've been in a whole bunch of times and like, you don't seem to have a good
0: attitude about it. <laughs> no, she definitely does not have a good attitude. Like,
1: grovel a little bit if you're asking for free stuff from people. They appreciate that. Yeah. Be like, oh my God, thank you so much, Miss Antonio. I really appreciate it. That costs you nothing, stacy This is Karen's How to Get Ahead
0: in Life. stacy has been in New York
1: too long. Yeah, just demand things off people and then be pissed off when they don't love you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that seems like good advice. Go back to study seriously. <laughs> yeah. Um, I found Miss Antonio trying on a new hat. Three of the cashiers were crowded into the booth with her, giving her advice on how to wear it. Ahem, I drummed my fingers on the ledge under the window. Turn it around a little, one of the cashiers suggested to Miss Antonio. So they they continue to do their activities, hat laid activities, uh, and ignore Stacy, who has. Let's just recap: is there asking for free services from them, <laughs> yep. and she's so annoyed about this. Uh, I banged my fist on the bell at the window. Ding ding ding! Miss Antonio and her friends looked up in annoyance. Oh, it's you, said Miss Antonio. There are some boxes in the back. You can go get them yourself. Thank you so much for your attention and courtesy, I replied. The next time we needed cartons, mom could get them. Yeah, probably. That's probably a good idea, Stacy. You uh-huh. probably should outsource this now.
0: Yeah, Maybe your mom isn't going to be a raging bitch to these people. <laughs> Although I yeah. also don't know why it takes four people to figure out how to put a hat on i have questions
1: because they're bored yeah and because little entitled blonde gits wander in constantly <laughs> looking for like <laughs> i'm sorry i'm completely out of out of like patience with stacy for this I'm like why did you think this was relatable
0: no stacy is an absolute cow in this
2: scene yeah no, no, this it's... is completely inexplicable behavior like for a start she drums her fingers on the countertop when there's a bell there that she could have pressed once in a reasonable manner. And then she slams her fist on the bell in a petulant display of temper. It's like, Stacy, what?
0: Yeah. Why is nobody bringing me my free stuff? No offense, Karen, yeah. but she's being a massive Karen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She a little Karen in training, but that said, they're slightly older than us, which makes them the demographic for, you know, the classic yes. Karen. Karen. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Yeah, she's just randomly awful in this scene. It's really weird. Why is this scene here?
2: I think we're meant to think how rude of the people in that shop that they're all clustered in this booth giggling with each other instead of watching out for whether customers need attention. Like, I'm pretty sure that's what we're we're meant to do. Because when you're at work, you... Are not ever allowed to stop working for 30 seconds to have a side, not work related conversation.
1: Exactly. The customer is just, always right. Just yikes. Just yikes. Like, um, do you ever have a conversation with somebody you don't know too well and they're telling a story and they assume you'll take it in a particular way mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, no, oh, oh. No, you're yeah. the bad oh, guy no. in this story. Ooh, okay. This is so awkward now. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That's what Stacy has just done to yes, us here. Yes.
0: <laughs> Stacy <laughs> confidently assumes we're on her side, and we're like, "No, <laughs> no, you title little brat." Yeah. Yeah.
1: This isn't even related to her going through shit over the divorce, which is fair. This is just Stacy being like,
0: oh, "Yeah." Oh my god, she's just being a <laughs> bitch for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I hope Anna Martin is not like this. I don't picture her being like this. No.
0: I mean, she wouldn't have... Mary Ann wouldn't do this. No. Yeah. No. Even Christy would be like, hey, can I get some service here? And they'd be like, oh,
1: Christy, we'll be out in a minute. Yeah. Christy Jeez. wouldn't Dick, be sarcastic no. like... about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, this is just Stacy being insufferable. Then she goes home her parents are still fighting she does one last babysitting with henry and grace uh she explains to them that her parents are getting divorced and she's moving away uh henry is touchingly very upset because his parents did an extremely low level amount of bickering and he's worried that that means they might get a divorce uh-huh. um and it's completely innocent and stacy's like no it's fine your parents love each other um And I just feel bad for everyone in that conversation. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure.
2: um, I'm not sure I would explain to the five-year-old about the divorce. That her parents don't love
0: each other anymore.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would (laughs) very much leave that. I would explain that I was moving. And I would let his parents answer any weird questions he had about why does Stacy's dad live in a different place than Stacy now? Yeah, I yeah I just
0: don't think that's a. I mean, it's not as bad as Claudia explaining mortality to Jamie Newton, but it's no, it's very uncomfortable. But like neither of those things should really have happened. No. Uh All right, so that's a yes, mildly unnecessary conversation. <laughs> Stacy feels a bit sad because she's going to miss Henry and Grace, but then she's like. Yeah, but I get Charlotte Johansson back, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. In fairness, also, um,
1: she's gonna spend a lot of time with her dad and can probably also babysit for Henry. And yes, Grace. she yes. is
0: going to be coming up every couple of weeks to visit. So like, it's not, it's not actually like Dawn leaving her dad behind in California and stuff. This is like yeah,
1: a... yeah. She's an hour away.
0: She can get the train by herself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It will. It will be
1: okay. That's my commute to work. That's less than my commute to work. Y-
0: yeah i mean you wouldn't be too happy if brian was living on campus and the boys had to commute to see him but
1: no i'd be real annoyed at that but like uh, at the same time it's like <laughs> it, it it's not really it's quite doable. outside of the greater metropolitan <laughs> dublin area
2: <Yeah. laughs> no it is a manageable distance
0: so yeah then it's finally time for stacy to move um <gasps> she wakes up it's moving day she's stressed out because um this is the day that her parents officially begin to be divorced, and she's a divorced kid. Her dad has come around to see Stacy off, but not to see Stacy and her mom off, which is a thing, yeah,
1: yeah, this is a totally amicable divorce
0: sure on the plus side, nobody has to eat a sad breakfast of leftover Bologna out of the fridge because Lane bless her has turned up with a bagel breakfast, which is actually wildly considerate and very nice,
1: yes yeah lane is actually great in this whole this whole day yes like stacy emphasizes that she she helps out and she stays for the entire day yeah. until yeah. they leave but like yeah the whole thing of um just you're unsure about the difficulties that people are going through just show up with food yes <laughs> yes <laughs> At the like worst case scenario gets thrown out but, like, it's so comforting for people.
0: And also, apparently, the bagels in Connecticut are horrible. So this is extra mm. meaningful.
1: Yes. Like hockey pucks. Yes. Yeah. We we will not try and expose Stacey to Dublin bagels.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: they probably yeah. don't, pass muster. No.
0: <laughs> but, yes, Lane is actually lovely in this.
1: Yeah.
0: Stacey has a bit of a panic because her dad doesn't know how to cook or do laundry. And she and her mom don't know how to do man chores. Um... And her parents have to calm her down, which is, like, it's very touching and, yeah, relatable. Also, like, you're only thinking of this now. Wow. (laughs) She is 13.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like she's, she's kind of feels like she's responsible for both aspects of this. The man chores and the woman chores. You
0: people can't (laughs) look after yourselves. What are we going to do? We didn't plan for this. Oh. Um. Then there's a knock at the door and she calls hello before answering the door because they're in New York and you can't be too careful. Uh, this is what passes for gritty realism. But Get a spy if, hole. Uh, yeah, like why people. did I not have a spy hole? Anyway, it's Henry and Grace bringing thoughtful gifts <laughs> oh. <laughs> because she does live in a very, uh, you know, non-gritty building, <laughs> aside from yes, the loud yeah. TV. Um, yes, they have brought... Um, Drawings by Grace and Henry, which the parents have had professionally framed for Stacey, which is actually a really lovely gift. And, like, it's just so nice and thoughtful and appropriate. And, like, (laughs) it's the kind of thing you'd keep forever. It's great. Yeah. That was a
2: really nice idea. Yeah.
0: Then Stacey's parents have another fight over various household appliances and Stacey has to adjudicate. And I hate them. Yeah. Yeah
1: yeah I also I I did kind of register the reference to the cordless telephone in this yeah I was like oh my god that's like
0: fancy people
1: (laughs) and also it's an enormous brick with an antenna that like pulls out and is about a meter long yes yes (laughs) and like catches on things as you walk around the apartment talking into your cordless telephone it'll only
0: get a signal if you angle your head exactly right
1: yes and Stacy's mom gets it (laughs) yes which is important
0: Um so off they go um Lane has given Stacy a uh, like a friendship locket necklace um because it's 1989 and it's yeah. what you do mm.
1: That's why I think I read this book at the time because I was conscious that that was a thing. Ah okay. Ah oh, yeah. Um and that rang a vague bell but only just the vaguest of vague bells. Some of these I've like practically memorized but not this one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, so when they pull up at the new, the, the house that nobody else wanted, um, the pike adjacent house, yes. <laughs> um, the babysitters are all there and the babysitting charges are all there. The little kids have a huge banner that says, we knew you'd be back, Stacy," because the kids know the title of the book, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> And, you know, the people of Stony Brook never met a banner-making opportunity they didn't take. So. And we know Claudia
2: didn't make this banner because it's all spelled correctly. Good point. <laughs> what? they did, Every
0: time Claudia makes a banner, like, they make a point of be, being misspelled. Yeah. Uh, we get some drive-by misogyny from David Michael and Jackie Radowski who think that it's oh, gross yeah. that everyone is hugging Stacy to welcome her back. And meanwhile, Sto- Stacy is like, ah,
2: Stony Brook. I truly
0: am back. <laughs> yes. um so they the movers put everything in the house um and then claudia is helping them like get the furniture set up and everything uh they worry that they won't be able to do it because they're mere women but they can do it Mm -hmm. uh stacy's mom says women can do everything Stacy says, except be fathers.
1: Yeah, this whole bit. Yeah. No one knew whether to cry or laugh. Finally, we laughed. I hadn't meant to be mean. Anyway, said Claudia, I think mothers can be fathers and fathers can be mothers, sort of. Look at Mr. Spear. He's Marianne's father and mother. Marianne has always said so, and I think she's right. This feels to me like some kind of nascent trans acceptance in a time (laughs) in which it just has not occurred to them that people can be trans, but when they discover that this is so, they will be right. They're <laughs> ready to accept them. Yeah. <laughs> but like... Yeah. Um, and they did actually... Yeah. Marianne has made this point before. Yes. Like, the, yeah, her... Yeah. Her dad has always been her just generalised parent. Yes,
0: that, like parenting is not actually gender specific, and it's fine. Yeah. Also, Claudia has done an incredibly elegant job of rescuing this deeply awkward moment. Yes.
1: Just wildly awkward. Yes. Also, so the next bit is, Mom kissed the top of Claude's head. Thank you. I'm glad to see that Stacey has such a sensible friend, she said. Wow, <laughs> exclaimed
0: Claude. No one has ever described me as sensible. Yes, that was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and like, fucking like, quichies. My parents and teachers mostly describe me as outlandish
1: or wild. But then I said, artistic, kind, understanding, funny, good with children, and smarter than most people think she is. Claude looked at me gratefully. It's like... Oh, that's a backhanded compliment.
0: (laughs) Everyone thinks you're a dumbass, but I know better. That's
1: I mean, I guess actually Claudia accept this in the spirit that it's intended. Yeah. Like I
2: I think, I think if, I think if she had turned and just told Claude she was smart, Mm -hmm. Claude would have not believed that for a second. Yeah. Yeah, but Because nobody thinks Claudia is smart. There is no way Claudia thinks Claudia
1: is smart. Or she's internalized that she that other people don't think that she's smart. Even if she were to know herself, yeah. it's she is perpetually in the shadow of Janine, as far as she can tell. Yeah. Um, but ugh, yeah, it's not great. But I'm I'm glad that they they all they're just bumbling around trying to do the best yes. that they can. And I guess that's what that life actually is. About
0: Everyone <laughs> yeah. interprets these comments generously, and it's fine. <laughs> Yeah.
1: So it's all a bad situation and they're making the best.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Oy vey. Uh, Claudia even forgives Stacy for missing New York and it's fine. Uh, Stacy says she wants to do up her room in blue and white. Claudia points out all her stuff is already blue and white and Stacey's like, yeah, but I want new blue and white stuff. So she's still a good New York capitalist.
1: <laughs> I think I'm... Um her parents have apparently sat down and said there's definitely going to be enough money whatever happens um for you to do up your room in both houses the way you like it and we've made that a condition of our you know separate like yeah. we're that's a really big deal so Daisy's like yeah <laughs> i'm going shopping i want
0: three toaster ovens <laughs> So she does say she feels
2: like they're like bribing her or something. Yeah, I can't remember. They the words. absolutely are. But it's like, well, I think it's more like a consolation. And yeah, it, I would imagine the way they've kind of thought of it is like, no, no, it's not to to bribe you to like this. It's it's like you're more likely to be happy if in these two new places yeah. when yeah. so much has changed. If you can at least. Put your own stamp on your bedroom in both of them. Yeah,
0: that's entirely fair. Yeah. And, like, they've agreed yeah. that they're, you know, they're not going to be competitive about this. It's not like one parent is going to give her a dream room and the other one isn't. It's like, they're yeah, going to be exactly. exactly fair about it. So
1: They're angry at each other, but they're trying to at least show willingness to make her happy, equally happy. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I'm noticing is as well that, like, they all have, like, not benefited from this move because... They had quite a, like, swanky lifestyle together. Um, But now her dad is in a much smaller place and her mom has moved to a big house that she can't afford to furnish. Mm-hmm. Um In Stony Brook. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, a big, slightly dilapidated house that is kind of partly empty. Where
0: she's going to be pestered by the pikes. Where she's
1: going to be pestered
0: by- I'm sure that,
1: like part of the reason they moved in was that she reckoned Stacey had some pull with the pikes. Oh, the, yeah. They weren't going to be like in the tree with binoculars constantly annoying them if they knew that was their older sister's friend because the older sister was going to lay the smack down. If she they knew also that was would happening. do
2: that anyway because they'll be like, oh, that's just Stacey. Yeah, she's not foreign. We don't need to spy on her. There's nothing interesting about it. Like, they're like, well, we know who that is.
1: Yeah, it's like they get a discount on the, <laughs> the pikes. But pretty much, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um. But like, Stacy is like laughing. Her. She said, "I burst out laughing." What? Asked my mother. The yard sale. I hooted. Don't you remember the yard sale when we were moving away from Stony Brook at the beginning of the school year? We decided that we could never fit all the stuff we'd bought to fill up our house into our new apartment in the city, so we'd held a yard sale and gotten rid of some of it. So, yeah, they moved to Stony Brook. Then they moved away from Stony Brook, and they sold all their shit. Yeah then they moved back to stony brook and they didn't have enough shit
0: <laughs> and her mom was like "Ooh, we could buy things at other people's yard sales
1: <laughs> i think her mom maybe just enjoys buying things
0: yeah i, I mean
1: yeah okay cool well yeah. it's a
0: good idea for her to do it sustainably at yard sales as long as she yes. doesn't buy the 600 hundred dollar length of rope <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: stacy look at this rope it's such a bargain <laughs>
0: it's artisanal oh dear
1: Mom, you are never allowed to talk to Mrs. Though <laughs> <laughs> She's not allowed to be your friend. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> That's just a good rule anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Stacy's pretty happy. She's back at Stony Brook Middle School. She likes it. The kids are cliquey, but they're not snobby.
1: They may be racist too, but...
0: That's not going to affect her, so it's fine. Um, she goes to babysit for Charlotte Johansson. She chains her bike to a lamppost, which she probably doesn't need to, but she's from New York, so you know, she thinks about crime sometimes. <laughs> Literally,
1: you blink in Dublin and somebody has removed your bike. No, no, yeah. no.
0: Crime only happens in New York. <laughs> it's the only real city there is. Stacy babysits Charlotte. It goes great. She goes to a club meeting. Mallory is whining again. Oh, yeah. This is an old Mallory problem. We've heard the story before, but it doesn't mean we don't sympathize with Mal, so we listened patiently while she went on. <laughs> Luckily for Mal, it was only 5.25, so she had five minutes to talk before Christy would get antsy. <sighs> Stacy tries to, tam- to talk her down, and Mal is not listening.
1: Stacy is the blow-in here. Mm-hmm. Mal, in the, the meantime that Stacy has been away, Mal has acquired status as far as Stacy knows. Like... Yep. <laughs> And she can't just be like, "Oh, haha, so boring. I'm so bored by your thing. You've been away for a year, stacy
2: I mean, yes, stacy is being mean about Mallory, but also Mallory is being extremely tedious. Mallory is being like, I can imagine every single week this conversation being had, like, yeah, over and over again, and Mal whining about the same thing.
1: Yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah,
2: yeah. Also, like, how on earth? Is that outfit too grown up?
0: Yes. Let's let's actually we've we've recapped the entire book, so let's just pivot straight into the fashion report and start yeah. with this outfit. Eva, do you want to give us the outfit?
2: Yeah, it's a totally new outfit, a sequined sweatshirt, a short skirt, and pink leggings.
0: None of us had seen her dress like that before. Apparently her mother and father hadn't either. Can you believe it? exclaimed Mal, without even saying hi. My parents practically had nervous breakdowns over these clothes. I bought them with my own money, which I'm allowed to do, but they say this outfit's too grown up. I'm 11, for heaven's sake. Did she put her um, the back of her hand to her forehead and go, I'm 11? I think we can assume so, yes. Probably. But
2: also, a short skirt, fair enough, but she's got leggings on yeah. under it. And yeah. a sweatshirt. With sequins on, though. I mean, wasn't there a big fuss about a glittery sweatshirt? She longed mm. to wear something like a glitter sweatshirt in a previous... Yes, dress? her parents seem to
0: object to sparkly surfaces.
1: Like, you would see six-year-olds wearing this these days. Literally. My two boys went out today wearing sequin dinosaur um hoodies. Yeah. Flip flip sequence did not exist, but I bet your Mallory would have been wearing flip sequins.
2: She would have been all over flip sequins. Parents would have thought that they were far too mature for her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that that tyrannosaurus Rex face is far too mature for you.
2: <laughs> this is such a, like sparkly little girl outfit.
0: Like what yeah, the hell?
2: It's adorable.
0: It's baffling. Like it, it would be a little bit babyish for my ten year old, I think. Like the pink leggings, Um, she she might feel, you know, she wanted to goth it up with some black (laughs) accessories or something. A facial tattoo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just a little teardrop, nice and tasteful.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Subtle. Yeah, I'm continue to be baffled by what the Pike parents mean when they say an outfit's too grown up because I literally just don't know what their criteria are here. It's nonsensical. I ha- I did give this
2: some thought, right? So I have to assume that whatever about in 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 recent years, this being a very little girl sort of a, an outfit for kind of most of the 2010s, which, yeah, it would, really would be. I'm guessing, presumably, in the OG iteration of the leggings and skirts uh, kind of look, that it would have been very much a teenager thing. And this would look a little bit like something you might've seen in a, like a tame version of a thing you might've seen in a music video. I guess like it's cool. And that's, it is cool and very trendy and stuff. And it's a, you know, and that's where they're just kind of sitting there going, this is a, a teenager clothes outfit, not a little girl clothes outfit. But also like, I, I was seven In 1990, like, I remember a lot of being kind of a little kid this time. Nobody cared. Like, nobody forced children to wear, like, this completely different set of clothes than teenagers. Yeah, like, blouses. It it wasn't the 60s. No one
0: was dressing like Marianne. Yeah. Or the Arnold twins. Something
1: that my mother-in-law said a few years ago, which I... It resonated with me because I found it so jarring was that um, she had a ton of her own clothes from when she was small, um, still saved, but that they, uh, she couldn't really pass them on to people because styles have changed so much. And that's because little girls' dresses have got longer. Mm -hmm. So like small kids were put in short skirts in the 60s. And she said, now it's all ballet length. Mm -hmm. Um, We actually put longer dresses on smaller girls yeah kind of new, see like, I have boys know. and I put them in tracksuits which is what I wore yeah. <laughs> like yeah. so this all passed me by entirely but um the the it's just really hard to assess context yeah. like for for all of this stuff and like yeah I think the we are going like oh she's fully covered what's the what's the problem yeah. but the bare legs thing is more associated with small kids back in the day so maybe it's the leggings
0: yeah (laughs) I think I think Eva's onto something like that it's like something a pop star might wear and therefore it's yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah. it's too fashion for it it's just so bizarre that like they're they're painted as these like cool parents who don't believe in rules except that they're really (laughs) fucking weird about fashion (laughs) I feel like she abandoned
1: that straight away as soon as she brought that in. She'll bring
0: it up every so often to explain why everyone's not in bed or whatever. But like, it's very conveniently brought up and dropped.
1: Can I just say that um, we have an outfit, well, we're on outfits, Mm -hmm. um, of Lane's. Mm -hmm. The first outfit in the book is Lane, who is wearing something that I I highlighted because it is, you could, it's it's perfectly fashion forward now. It's an Instagram look. Yeah. Like it's. It's exactly right for right now. So she's wearing this amazing black pantsuit made from stretchy cotton. The bottoms of the legs were cuffed and the top was short cropped. She was wearing a leopard skin leotard under the top. Her fluffy brown hair had been permed. So like just all of that you could buy in the high street right Mm
0: -hmm. now. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's Lane. She's sophisticated. (laughs) She's like 30 years ahead of the fashion. (laughs) She's wearing timeless looks. Later, um, <laughs> Stacey is getting dressed and puts on what she describes as one of my better outfits. I <laughs> okay, short red pants with purple suspenders over a bright yellow and black sweatshirt. On my feet, I put my purple down socks and a pair of red high top sneakers. I know this is absolutely on trend in a kind of Nickelodeon aesthetic yeah. for 1989. Hmm. But also, I laugh my ass off at her smugly describing it as one of her better
2: outfits. Yes, i mean it also sounds like a clown costume yes yes
0: purple suspenders i also absolutely cannot
1: stand red and purple together oh
0: i love red and purple together I so.
1: there's a sarcastic line from one of the few episodes of buffy i ever watched all of where one of the girls says to the other oh what are you mad at me because i wore red and purple together again <laughs> <laughs> i was like aha this is a faux pas I shall note this down. Do you
0: remember how much of a taboo it was to wear black and navy together when we were at school? Oh my god, yeah. I do. Literally, people would talk about you like if you had done it a year ago, people would be like, yeah, she's nice, but do you remember the time she wore black and navy?
1: It was performative. Um, It
0: was like the word moist. It was like people would get like... Yeah, elaborately bent out of shape over it. I was yes. so, I'm still afraid to wear black and navy together because I'm afraid a teenage girl will pop up and shame me. Yes. I saying, think I do
1: it rebelliously now. No, the power. I actually,
0: I c- my school uniform was largely
2: navy, so I don't own any navy clothes now.
0: <laughs> you don't really see a lot of navy for women anymore actually
1: i mean jeans are default navy that's
0: true but jeans are kind of liminal they don't (laughs) jeans don't actually have any color you can
2: wear anything with jeans anything at all and it will look fine with your jeans because they're not really a
0: color they're just yeah exactly jeans are just jeans
1: oh okay well then well then yeah probably i don't wear black and navy together yeah. They would have been real mad at the notion of galaxy themed stuff.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, I like twenty twenty one better than like two thousand and one in a lot of ways. So much. <laughs> pandemic or no pandemic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. What's worse, the pandemic or being a teenager? <laughs> yeah, that's
1: good question. It was
2: the being a teenager I had a problem with, not the year two thousand and one, yeah. I think for the mm-hmm. most part. Can
0: I give a shout out to Alan Grey who was serving highly original looks in this? <laughs> oh yes.
1: This is the hat, guys we have to talk about the hat okay uh it's like i can see why christy despite having a perfectly good like sporty boyfriend on hand in the form of bart is also occasionally like (laughs) entranced (laughs) what do you know the distracted boyfriend (laughs) yes (laughs) sometimes she's the boyfriend Yeah. Because Alan Grey, like, is a total pill. Um, but also he has a hat with an alligator on top of it, and when he pulled the string, the alligator's mouth opened and closed and its tail waved back and forth. Like What?
0: A legend. That is actually cool. And he wore it to school. (laughs) I have to say, like, at thirteen I would have been infatuated.
1: somebody had worn that to school.
0: Yes. I would have been like, he's the funniest guy that has ever lived and I will have his babies. <laughs> yeah. Like that is a
2: legendary hat. And the like 34 minutes that they, that he had it on before it was confiscated, <laughs> probably would have been the best 34
1: minutes of his life. Yes, <laughs> That would have gone down in school legend. Yeah.
0: Oh. everyone would have been talking about the hat. People would mention the hat in the 60 year book. It would have been like one of everyone's yeah. most treasured memories. People yeah. who were not
1: in the school when he was in the school would have like reminisced about the hat fondly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there were some weird fads went through our school slightly after we were there. Um, There was definitely a whole horse's head thing.
0: Oh, that was my nephew.
1: Yeah. Esther's nephew got a, um, a fake horse's head and wore it into school.
0: Okay. First of all, he got it. He wore it down Grafton Street, got a bunch of flowers off one of the flower sellers there and handed out flowers to girls he passed in the street. Legend. Then he wore it into school where there were hijinks. It got promptly confiscated. (laughs) The teachers took it to the staff room where they proceeded to have so much fun playing with it that they subsequently bought their own horse's head for the staff room. (laughs) Because honestly, my nephew has massive Alan Gray energy. Like, <laughs> he would just pull shit like this that nobody else could get away with. And somehow it would escalate into an even funnier anecdote that made him look like more of a legend.
1: Oh my God. There was a kid in the school when my
0: sister was
1: like a senior there. So it's my younger sister who came in with a tail.
0: That was also my nephew
1: that was also your nephew?
0: Yes. Jeez, okay. (laughs) Oh yeah, he was known as the guy with the tail. It was was his his brand for like a couple of years. (laughs) And I, yeah, okay, so it was,
1: no, it wasn't my sister, it was my cousin uh, and uh, I asked my cousin, did you, of a kid with a tail in the school, and he was like, Oh, yeah, ha, we all thought that was great. God, I considered getting myself a tail. It's like, Wow, it's become so accepting <laughs>
0: because we were all so worried he would get bullied senseless for wearing a tail to yeah. school, and like his mum would beg him, Don't wear the tail to school, <laughs> and somehow it made him iconic. Like, he just <laughs> some people can pull these things off, and he's one of them, yeah.
2: Some people are gonna get bullied for anything. Some people aren't gonna get bullied no matter what they do. Exactly.
1: I think sometimes it's also the environment as well that you choose to yeah. like sow your wild oats in.
0: <laughs> it's quite a chill school, yeah, but yeah, i I think that nephew and Alan Gray would have found a lot of common ground.
2: I think yeah. so. I think that's, that's who Alan Gray kind of aspires to be when he's older. Yes.
0: Yeah. Exactly. I'm glad we finally got that nephew into this podcast. I've talked about so many relatives of mine and like, he is a wild and hilarious guy, but he's just never come up in the podcast yet. So I'm glad we finally are getting into his exploits. <laughs> Those are some top-notch exploits. I know.
1: I know. He's the personification of sunshine or of summer. Is he? Didn't Didn't somebody once, like, he got... Photographed by a fashion photographer in town for his look. Oh
0: yes, a street style blog. And they said he was yeah. the personification of summer. Good God, I had forgotten that. <laughs> wow. I think he was wearing like skinny jeans and a nice top or something.
1: Possibly wow. when it was it was new.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh bless. Oh man, um Claudia is looking positively conservative by comparison to these male <laughs> fashion icons. Um. She has her hair flowing down her back, pulled away from her face by a headband with a huge pink rose attached to it. She was wearing a long, oversized black and white sweater, skin-tight black leggings, pink and black socks, and black ballet slippers. Her jewellery was new, and I could tell she'd made it herself. Again, this is absolutely, like, Uh, Mm Instagram-ready. This is timeless. Um, So, I guess she and Lane do have a lot in common. (laughs) (coughs) They serve looks. Yep. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't have an alligator hat, so... (laughs) (laughs) This is
2: the the only look we want from this episode.
0: Yeah. It's all about Alan Gray. I think Alan Gray gets the like fashion award of the week.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I Googled it. I was like, did this ever exist? And it sure didn't. <laughs> <As> oh. <laughs> it was never written in a, a textual form that Google was ever able to pick up. Um, if this was a hat. Yeah. If
0: Alan Merton made that up, I'm actually very impressed. It's very outlandish and yet very specific. And I think it would be very hard to come up with something like that. Yeah. Like, it's not just like, oh, you had a horse's head. Uh, Like, not to diss the horse's head, but those were a known thing. We've all heard of a horse's head. Nobody's heard of an alligator with a string hat. You
2: basically have to come up with the concept of the snapping alligator (laughs) hat. Not just, like,
0: describe it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So... That is all the fashion. Um, this was, yeah, truly a good book for fashion. We had, yeah, yeah, <laughs> bad outfits. We had good outfits. We had an iconic hat that will live in all of our hearts forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I Karen, I have a question for you. <laughs> is everyone terrible in this book? Um, it's kind of hard to tell for
1: some. Aspects of it, I think mostly people are not being terrible, but occasionally showing their asses.
0: (laughs) Yes, there's a fair bit of that.
1: As in, all of the McGill's. (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Everybody else in this is kind of doing their best and attempting to be supportive. Yeah. Um. And Alan Gray has the greatest hat known to mankind. So, (laughs) yeah, he can do no wrong this week. I think people are mostly fine. We don't really know what's going on in the McGill's marriage. Uh. It seems a little shady, but, you know, we should probably give them the benefit of the doubt, she says, while accusing the dad of embezzling on multiple (laughs) occasions. So, (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's a mixed bag. Uh, I think um, (laughs) Stacey was, like, really crappy in the supermarket, (laughs) apart from that. Yes, yeah.
0: think can agree on that that was a low point (laughs) the pike triplets are are perpetually terrible if that i mean their terribleness is off screen but it's heavily implied in the fact that nobody Mm. will buy that house it's impacting on the local economy (laughs) all right i think that's that's it our next book is going to be number 29 mallory and the mystery diary that sounds really obscure i don't remember that at all i think i read it but i don't remember anything about it exciting we'll all be in for a surprise we have social media uh come find us we're on instagram as a podcast Don and on nope we're on twitter as a (laughs) podcast Don and on instagram facebook and the other thing um (laughs) tumblr tumblr thank you as the podcast at Don's house anytime it's very late and i'm very tired uh you can drop us an email at the podcast at dawn's house at gmail.com and please rate and review us in Apple Podcasts, uh, because that helps us reach new listeners, and that gives us life. Um, and I think, is that everything? Uh, have we any parting words of wisdom for our listeners? Buy
2: an alligator hat you could not possibly regret in any way. Someone should make it, but yeah. if If you own any sort of manufacturing concern switch to alligator hats immediately (laughs) (laughs) I wish to purchase one
1: know on facebook have recently discovered horse outside by the rubber bandits
0: from like 10 years ago
1: yeah i'm like literally 2011 called it it wants its viral song back i mean admittedly a banger but
0: where have these people been all this time
1: britain that's where they've been
0: (laughs) that backwater of culture (laughs)